See, he's not really a dog. It's just complicated. Yeah, if, if he was trans species, he would be a trans. <laughs> Ooh, I love my Keaton. In the realm of first daughters, you know, uh-huh. I would choose her over Chelsea Clinton any day. Be a golden line lining to this, at least as far as I would be concerned. A silver lining. A silver lining. <laughs> Welcome to the salt of the streets, coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information, and that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation with real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause right, that's the what, what's that? Uh oh. And like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we're once again back to Salt the Streets podcast. And this is Saturday, January 19th, 1.30 p.m. on the fucking dots. Boom! Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports, all completely built from the ground up. For people like you and me, the everyday normal person, join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we got tons of stuff. We got a literal, like, just happened. We just watched it. Just finished, and now we're doing this. Trump, President Trump made an update on the shutdown, so we're going to... We're going to talk about that like right now. I turned my mic down, but it's back up. But you good, baby. You good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, But then we got a whole grab bag of stuff to bring. We got Farm Bill. We got anti-vaxxers. We got uh, all sorts of women's march and some State of the Union, maybe, question mark. We got so much coming your way. Hella shit. Plus, I got a really funny story about uh, my dog and myself, which we'll get into later. We're also yeah. going to talk about uh, my blog post this week, which is apparently making some fucking waves it's beautiful. around the place. It's a beautiful fucking thing. If you have not listened to it, stop what the fuck you are doing. Stop listening to this podcast right now and go back and listen to Colin's podcast, the blog post from last week. It's called Colin is Angry. Because Colin was angry. He was angry and it was beautiful. I loved it. It's it was fantastic. It takes like nine minutes. Do it. The whole thing is nine minutes. Seven minutes without plugs. Mm-hmm. Do it. If you're already a fan, <laughs> seven minutes without plugs. If you, there if, was a story in there too. Okay, there there is. I'm just saying, <laughs> without plugs, it's seven minutes. <laughs> I'm just saying, nine minutes with nine. two minutes worth of plug. I just need to talk faster. That's what that is. No, that's worth it. That's all the <laughs> shit. And there's also a story in the middle of the plugs. So this is true. Uh, so yeah, the at? you got the liner. The liner? Lighter. Oh, Fire. I have a lighter. I have fire. I, do we have the capability oh, and matches. technology to create fire? We that do. For me. Thank um you. but yeah, so let's Sorry. we just watched this Trump update. Oh. Uh, it essentially was a broadcasted, you know, this is the executive branch's offer to end the shutdown. More or less. Would yeah. you would you not yes. say the same? That's what yeah. he said. And oh, uh, highlighted <laughs> such a rook move. Do you want me to just you want me to like wait for it? You know, there's no I got, there's no, <laughs> I got this. Uh but yeah, uh let's see. So it broadcasts live approximately probably one fifteen our time, Pacific. Um we knew this was coming. We saw it last night come across the wire. Um 
and it was supposed to broadcast at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But 12 then o'clock they, here. But then they busted it up at an hour. So the White House always does that shit. Yeah. It's never on time. Never. Such is the government, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can we just talk about that for a second? You can't even be timely, people. It's like my biggest pet peeve. Show the fuck up on time. If you say you're going to do something at 1 o'clock, be there, and that shit better be starting at 1 o'clock. Literally paying your salary. Just fucking show up. Yeah. (laughs) Just show up. Yeah, so that did just happen. President Trump, I don't know where he was at. I don't know what room he was in. Um, But he talked for a few minutes. He gave out, and he even said, "These these are not just talking points. Even though they are. He gave all the exact same talking points people have been doing for weeks, right? Yep. And then he broke down what he described as exactly like Colin said, the offer from the executive branch to, to end the government shutdown, new funding bill, was these with these things included, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. Let me know if there's anything here that I did not write yeah. down. $800 million in urgent humanitarian relief. $805 million in drug detection technology at the border. Two over two thousand border security agents. Do you have the exact number? Yeah, two two hundred thousand or two hundred seventy thousand. I go. think it was two hundred seventy thousand border and security agents and law enforcement. Seventy five new judges for immigration to rush through the process. Two hundred thirty new miles of steel barrier paid for with five hundred five point seven billion dollars. Yeah, five point seven five point seven billion dollars, which is the number that's been being thrown around. Also, to be to be strategically placed, strategically placed, <laughs> where there is not already a natural barrier of mountains and or water. There you go. There's also going to be <sighs> which pause button for a second. Yep. Southern borders is like what two thousand miles long, something like that. All and up. so this is ten percent. So he said that we have one hundred and fifteen miles built or in contract, which. It's important that he said that, right? Yeah. Because there isn't dick for border actually built that they're saying that they're building right now. There's a lot that's in contract, but not not there. That actual no, because it hasn't been funded yet. Yes. And yeah, news about the shutdown. If they're not getting paid from the government because of the shutdown, they're not going to be working on it. Southern border is one thousand nine hundred fifty-four miles. Okay. So a little over ten percent, like twelve and a half percent. Which um, is bullshit. Yeah. 3,000 kilo. Why did they give me kilometers first? You Does know, Mexico use kilometers? Are they on the metric system? Probably. Probably. Because I think everyone else is. is except for us. Stupid. Oh, I used to know this. Uh, <coughs> like Laos or something like that. There's like Cambodia. There's like two other countries. And you're Stupid like, as fuck. And what's um, the old line? It's like, you never think of those countries are really having their shit together either. So yeah. what kind of company are we, we keeping? So those are the things... That are legitimate that you could put in a funding bill, right? And then on the end, he tacked in. Also, we're going to put in a three-year extension for uh-huh. protection for the for the DACA kids. And three years extension for TPS, which we talked about. I'll try and find out what episode so I can link yeah. to that. Um, I'll go Is ahead it, and I'll fucking... It's the temporary protection status. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I'll try and link because there was the one week where Morgan was there where we talked about DACA after I wrote that big-ass uh-huh. piece. So I'll link to that in the episode... And in the show notes. Um, and then I'll try and find the one we talked about TPS. It's probably right around that time. Yeah. Um, TPS, temporary protected status. Briefly, I believe, off the top of my head, 
is, you know, if there's some type of crisis in your country, like I remember it was really big in Haiti when the earthquake happened and stuff like that, um, you can apply for temporary protected status. You get to come here and you can live here and you can work and get to make money and do all that shit. It's like temporary refugee status. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> or refugee. Um, and I so like you, refugee. Yeah, so you get to stay for a short amount of time and then, you know, after things have cleared up in your country, cleared up, quote unquote, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, you know, when it's deemed by the government, then you go back, right? Yeah. And so that was a huge deal. I don't even remember what country it was. We don't, I feel bad that I don't remember shit like that, but we do so much shit every week that it's, yeah, don't hard, feel to, bad. it's hard to keep that. So I don't remember what country it was at the problem at that time, but I said, I'll, I'll try and link back to those episodes. Yeah. Um, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if it was Haiti. Yeah. It's right around yeah. earthquake time. Because I think it's 10 years or something like that that you get. And it's probably, so it would have been around 2008 that that shit happened, I think. Yeah. But uh, the other thing he talked about in there was, a, I guess, an agreement to essentially tackle further immigration reform in the court process and all this stuff yes. later. And so, because, I mean, to me, I mean, that's basically all that was in it, right? Right that's there. That was that, a good yeah. little summary. And you should watch it. Everyone go watch it. It's yeah, like, I think it was like, like 10 minutes, maybe. Yeah, 10, 15 minutes max. And yeah, once you get past like the hour worth of like this video, will start soon. I think I'm good right okay. now. And uh, but anyways, it's the whole thing. I guess apparently Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, has agreed to put it out to a vote yes. on next, next week. week. So watch for that. We're going to be watching, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that so next week. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Okay, right? Because in the time, like we said, maybe that was a pre-show, but this is now the 28th day. Of, of the government shutdown. Do we hit all our social media and everything? We did that already in the beginning. No, is that a thing? Okay, Follow us on yeah. Instagram at Salt of the Streets, Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Everything out there is on saltofthestreets.com. Weekly blog uh, hits both. Now we do the audio blog, which comes out Thursday evenings because we have day jobs. Ballin. Main podcast comes out on Mondays. Yep. Uh, YouTube channel videos drop on Mondays and Tuesdays. Pre-show Monday, normal vid Tuesday. I am at Big Bird Offie on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram and Salt of the Street on Twitter. And I think that was it. That's everything. Shameless plug. Saltofthestreet.com. Everything. Everything, baby. Well, sorry. Great review. Five stars. So so that's the first thing I want to talk about is the Senate, right? He said the Senate is going to vote on it next week. Yeah. So in these 28 days of government shutdown, I don't know exactly what the number is, but the House has passed numerous funding bills. That are not only government, like democratic made, but they're bipartisan. Yeah. Uh, bipartisan funding bills have passed through the House and have been blocked by Mitch McConnell because he says he's not going to sign or he's not going to put anything up for a vote that he doesn't know that Trump is going to, yeah, he's going to sign. How easy do you think it's going to be for him to get this fucking bill into the House when all those Democrats and Nancy Pelosi saying, we're not giving you $5.7 billion for the wall? The Senate is going to look like a, yeah. It's going to be a waste of time in the Senate if they try and send it to the House and when they send it back to the Senate because the only thing they're going to vote on in the House is something with fucking $1 billion for the wall because that's that's what this morning, right? God damn it. <laughs> this, this morning, I read that Nancy Pelosi had offered $1 billion for the wall, right? Billion but, dollars. But half of it was going to go to infrastructure at ports of entry and half of it goes to hiring immigration judges 75 which is the number that president trump gave which i thought was really interesting um, yeah so i don't know how they are going to get that 5.7 billion through there 
I mean, I guess that's I mean, that's obviously why they slapped DACA and the TPS on there, but that's not going to work this mm-hmm. time because Chuck Schumer Chuck Schumer is going to cause a fucking problem when he's there. I mean, oh I, yeah, it's, yes. It's I don't know how much he can actually do. You know, I don't know like exactly what the deal is with that. But because um, I mean, even after the midterm, they have the votes in the Senate to pass whatever they want. Yes, because they don't need sixty, right? Yeah. Um, but so we'll need fifty-one. Again, same thing in the House. Now you have the. The opposite problem. And I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, when you look at this in the, like the political strategy yeah. realm, which is what we're doing right now, um, we're not talking about the validity of what's in it. It's just, just what's going to happen once the ball's in play. Yes. And Nancy Pelosi has once again taken up the gavel, man. And she is, she's Swing running that place like hard. And she is really flexing her, you know, speaker of the house muscles. And I mean, she's putting some, I think she's what, fighting. I think what you're trying to say is she's swinging the gavel around like a dick. Boom. I think that's what you're going for. I think that fits exactly what the feel of what I'm going for is. Um, and I would 100% agree with that. And that is why I am maybe concerned is the right word for, <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know that that's going to do it. You know. I, I'll again. I'll. I'll yeah, I, I don't will, think so. I will link to that enormous research piece that I did on DACA, and also the episode where we talked about DACA, so that you can go back for anybody who doesn't remember the last time that the government shut down and this whole conversation about DACA. Um, you can look at that, and it is uh, the the thing that I put together is a timeline of the different offers. Of that went on for DACA and for border funding and a wall and all this stuff, and then nothing ever happened. Yeah, and if you remember, that is when Chuck Schumer and President Trump met and they had hamburgers in the White House. Yeah, and like a whole deal. It was back when everybody was, they were weirdly like Chuck and tight. Nancy. Yeah. yeah, that's when he was calling them Chuck and Nancy, that's and he right. still calls them that. But now it's almost like Chuck and Nancy. You know, they're old Chuck and Nancy. Yeah, because he's not going to call her, you know, Madam Speaker yeah. or Minority Leader. Skeletor. Is my Nancy Pelosi name? Yeah, it's has been for over a decade, for a long time. And uh, but Chuck Schumer is like uh, Igor, maybe, <laughs> especially after that little thing they did was when it last was week. Sitting, like, yeah, we was just all hunched yeah. over. Like, yeah, that you know, wasn't like a the, good look. <laughs> it was not a good look, not man. at all. So his new name is Igor to me. Oh, this is a good beer. It isn't. It? Yeah, mean, isn't it? I'm just gonna say it one more time in the regular show. Uh, this is. Monks in discretion. Have you ever seen regular show? Uh, no. Oh, so there is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, this is a this there is a TV is, show? Um, a cartoon before this is made by Sound Brewery in Palsbo. Which have you ever eaten at that restaurant? Uh, before Sound bought it, yeah, back when oh, it was uh, Campanas. Campanas. Oh, Campanas was heat. You couldn't yeah. go there if you were in a hurry because they had some of the shittiest service you could ever get. Yeah. But the food was fucking great. And it didn't used to be like that. Yeah. It was after like the son or the grandson took it over. Yeah. Then it all went to crap. The but. food was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And as long as you weren't in a hurry, like if you were trying to go out to dinner with people that you were trying to talk with and have drinks with, that was a great place to go because you spend two hours there. Yeah. It was a good like, like eat like dinner event. Yes. That would be perfect. Um, because the food was fucking fantastic. And then they closed because the service was so shitty. And now Sandbury is there and it's pretty all right, but not the food's definitely not as good. As uh, uh-huh. as whatever it was. My wife just sent me a picture. Is there of, something in the dog's gut? I don't know. Did I'm, I'm not a doctor. I can't. I don't know what <laughs> Say, this what is. Say, what the fuck is this? 
His stomach is... Oh, boy. Let's see here. What did she say? His stomach is double the size. Colin's it dog should ate something be. out of the trash. So he is bloated. He should be better after drinking some savory water. Hmm. Going to mix wet food and water. Then I get home. Oh, okay. So he should be fine. He just he uh, ate some he, shit in the trash because he's a dick. Um, he's just sorry, Carolina. Dumb it's, little chihuahua, your man. Your dog seems like he's kind of an asshole. He's really cute, but... He's got... See, he's not really a dog. It's just complicated. Yeah, you know? it's just really complicated, man. If he, yeah, if he, if he was trans species, he would be a trans. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give like Linda Sarsour or anybody any ideas, but oh trans God, species, I, I think, might be the next thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he would be like part cat and like not part all dog. Yeah, he's not all dog. He's like very little dog. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, he's just a. He gets into everything and like tries to kill himself once a week. It's like, dude, what are you doing? It's like having to permanently baby proof my house. Because of the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But so regular before we go back, regular show is a cartoon that is about a blue jay and a raccoon that are friends. And they work and live in a park, a national park. And their boss is a gumball machine. And their names are Mordecai and Rigby. Mordecai, that's such a strong name. Yeah, it's a good Amish name. Regular show is actually a pretty good cartoon. Yeah, um, it came out about the same time that like Adventure Time did. You ever watch Adventure Time? No. So Adventure Time and Regular Show are sh- cartoons that, as an adult of our time, of like Rick and Morty, because they're Rick and Morty esque. Okay, but, but for children, you Whoa. know, right. Which is really hard to imagine. Like Ren and Stimpy um, was for me when I was yes. kid. Yes. It's there like that where you're just seeing weird fucked up shit that like there's one episode of Adventure Time where they're in like four or five different dimensions and like timelines and stuff. And I was stoned and I was watching it and I turned <laughs> to Jordan and I said, how is a five-year-old supposed to be able to fucking follow this storyline? Because I don't know what's going on and I'm a grown man. Like, I think that's, that's the problem. It's the same reason why little five-year-olds can pick up Guitar Hero and shred on Legendary well, we're over there like, bam, bam, bam. Yes. Can't do it. Yeah. No, that's, kids are insane. That's the way to go. Um, so regular show. So anyway. <laughs> so regular show. Yes. Apparently, you should watch it. It's it's pretty good cartoon, and it's on something Hulu or fucking Netflix or some shit like that. So let me say, this, this happened like right before we got on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are our very first takes, and there's going to be a lot of stories and, and stuff like that over this week. So definitely yeah. the next time we're together, we will talk about this again. Oh, yeah, um, this is going to unfold. I have to pray to something that the next time we convene to do a show, the government is not still shut down. Because if it is, something is horribly fucking wrong with the system that we have here. Not that we don't already I mean, know that it is. We might but know. <laughs> even worse than we know that it is now. Yeah. If two weeks from now, you know, the government's still shut down. Like, mm-hmm. That's bad. If it goes past a month, then I'm going to be really worried yeah. because of what we'll talk about. And we're back in. Okay. I think balling. we're good. Yeah, we're balling. <laughs> we're good. Everything still sounds good. My computer just went for like five in insanely long seconds. Weird. Yeah. And I didn't hear I had my headphones off. So lucky you didn't. Me. Yeah, because it was like, like that... Uh, you remember when like a I thought you were gonna pass out a CD again. used to like skip? Yeah. 
That's what's yeah, because I just yeah, and I was like, oh out. no, <laughs> you wasn't shit, man. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, I'm feeling good. By the way, I'm good. I'm, I'm in good place. Good. Um, so, anyways, yeah, last week because I don't know where it started, the computer started to go. Eh. Yeah, but uh, last week I did the blog post, and so you're hoping to God that uh, what that the government. It does not oh, still yeah. shut down. There you go. Um, because then we will have serious problems, especially, and we can convert yeah. right into your blog post because I mean, that's about it as far, like I said, as far as what well, the president announced. I did want to say real quick, yes. if for whatever reason and you're playing Baby Daddy yes. next weekend and we can't get together, yes. um, since I'm doing the blog post again this week, if you want to, let's say something comes out of this and you yeah. want to give us like your shutdown update record that shit yeah send it to me and i will put it in the thing in the show and then we'll use that to talk about it yeah so we can do that so you could still get your your voice out there maybe i can even see about calling in for a segment you know like yeah here for a whole show but i can call in for a little bit you know maybe we with, should oh I with we whoever you screw around totally, with some skype we should try sure, that we can totally try that this week it's, i'm definitely not a huge fan of it but yeah. it, it'll be good in a pinch right yeah and i don't i also don't like if i listen to a podcast or if i come across a podcast that is done over skype or over the phone i don't listen to it I yeah don't it's, fucking it's like just it. i don't like live podcasts i don't like none of that shit mm-hmm. so i almost would rather just do it over speakerphone because i know it sounds good yeah you know what i'm saying we don't have to worry about internet speeds or none of that shit it's it, just straight fucking boom just phone calls so I yeah. think that I think that might be the the move. That would be dope for me to just call in for twenty minutes or whatever, and fucking we'll jam so about cool. it, and be like, "All right, I gotta go change some diapers." Be yeah, okay, so. good plan, good plan. Yeah, I like so. that. So, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll figure that out, and yes. then. Uh, but I think yeah, like you said, this is perfect segue because I'm worried if this shutdown continues yeah. about all my homies in the Coast Guard because that's what your blog post was about this week, right? Yes. And I was, a little bit about I was that. highly upset at, uh, you know, and I, I think I'm, we mentioned it last week during the show about mm-hmm. the whole Coast Guard thing and all this. But my, my biggest bone to pick, and this was all courtesy, by the way, of Carolina. She brought this up to me and was like, hey, you should do your blog on that. Why well, was I like, good for that shit? Word. Uh, so big shout out to my, my sweetheart out there. Um, but yeah, I just, I started to realize that. I listen to Ben Shapiro. I try to every day just because, again, I sometimes I like him. I also try. Sometimes I like him, but it's important to get that that side, um, their their view on things, right? And yes. then I also, I have a weird kind of like love-hate relationship with Commentary Magazine podcast. I try with that one too, but those guys are fucking annoying sometimes that I, they just- They're so like, Jewish. And it's, it's sometimes it. just so unrealistic. You know, like yeah. the last time I listened, they were talking about like, about the article that came out of the Washington Post where they were saying the FBI had investigated Trump yeah. for working for the Russians, right? So they So they're talking about how hard Trump has been on the Russians. I'm like, well, that's just a fucking lie. Like, that's just not true. You know, and they're like, well, the sanctions and all this stuff. It took him over a fucking year. Like, what are you talking about, man? Like, now you're talking about the fact that he's got no fucking record of his meeting with them. Like, no one took any notes. No one was allowed to be in the room. None of this shit. Well, how, what do you mean he went so fucking hard on the Russians? Like, that's just a lie. That's just not true, you know? Yeah, because if I was going to look at it and you say Trump this, Trump that. Yeah. 
I would say his. You need to separate him from the administration for one. Absolutely, because the administration has been hard, like you said, not fast. But I mean, they've done a shit ton of stuff against Russia, but that's not Trump. And that was after he's enough very separated pressure. from that. Yeah. yeah, and after enough pressure, because how, like I said, how long was it that the sanctions had been passed through Congress? Through the House and the Senate, but we're just waiting for executive approval. Yeah. Months, if not a year. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Which, why? For what fucking reason? Why? Like, <laughs> for no reason. Just because. You just know? because. And so I Stupid. get that. But I still, I love those guys for whatever reason. Yes. John Podhorns, even though I called him out this week. I also like the way he breathes. <laughs> that's another issue. Keep going. It's because he's, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> uh, my blog was about how. I listened to them all week long throughout this whole shutdown, trying, waiting for them to start calling out the executive and just the federal government in general. Yeah. On allowing an entire active duty military branch to go without pay. I mean, it is it is one thing for, say, workers at the IRS or... You know, even border security or ICE or whatever. It's one thing for them to go without pay. Uh, because at the end of the TSA. day. Yeah, TSA. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's that's what I'm totally okay with. Um, but, you know, the you need to separate those two. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that nobody, none of my conservative commentators have even, like, maybe once even mentioned the fact that there's a military branch not being paid right now. And as a conservative, as it is a fundamental core belief as a, you know, even someone that is semi-conservative is to support the military yeah. in all forms, whether it's at home or abroad, you know, the VA. I mean, you take care of your vets. They're, these people are selfless. They're doing something for the nation that... I know a great deal about that it, you know, there is massive civil sacrifices involved. Yeah. You know, the exchange isn't a bad one, but there are sacrifices involved. And for them to not be taken care of and not even talked about almost is something that just fucking enrages me. And so I've been very vocal about it, especially on social media. And that's what I ultimately did the blog post on. You know, I told the story about uh, my wife sending me a uh, – she shared a post from, you know, a, a Coast Guard family that I used to know. You uh, re- used to be stationed with, you know, good friends with, great people. And they received a card in their mailbox from somebody in the neighborhood or a friend or something with a bunch of money in it. Yeah. And they said, you know, it's not much, but I hope it can help because I know you guys, I mean, they got a family of like two or three kids, I think. And, yeah. you know, it's tough. And now they're just not getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> Miss out on a paycheck. That's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. And I mean, no, I, I totally agree. It's, it yeah. is absolutely unacceptable for an entire, like you said, an entire branch of the armed forces to not be getting paid. Especially, yeah. and one of the things that I thought was so interesting, one of the points that you raised I thought was so interesting, right, was... One of the main arguments, especially for the conservatives, right, for the government shutdown is the drugs that are coming through the border, the, through the borders and the immigration, right? 
And one of the points you raised with the, was that the Coast Guard stops so much of those drugs and so many of those people that are trying to come into the country. Every day. And those are the people that you're punishing now for that. Yeah. The people who do that every day are the people who are not getting paid. So I the, don't yeah, understand Because the difference how, here is that you have somebody that doesn't have the choice of going home. Right. Or finding a new, ju- or finding a new job. Because um, you signed up. You're in you contract. In. You can't. Yeah. You're you're theirs for eight years. Yeah. Period. Whether it's active or inactive, but still, you're there. You can't just go home. Oh, well, I'm not getting a paycheck. I'm going to go find another job. Right. Nope. You could do that any other branch, any other branch of these bureaucratic agencies. You can do that. Yeah. I am looking at hiring a guy right now who is <coughs> who's been furloughed for almost a month, and he wants a new job. Because of this whole situation. So, crazy. Shout out President T Dog Millionaire for possibly my new hire. And (laughs) yeah, (laughs) I love it. And I think that brings us to uh, an interesting point that Riley brought, right? Yes. Because uh, my cousin Riley, he, I gotta stop saying family, like family affiliations. Yeah, because it makes us fucking sound like we don't talk to our family members about this shit. But anyway, Riley, so he asked (laughs) one of the listeners, Riley asked, he said he works for a union, right? And he understands that part of his job is that at any moment they could go on strike. And even if he's not on strike, the union is on strike. Yep. And he then doesn't get to work anymore, right? Because yeah, he's not he's that. not going to be a scab. He's not going to cross the fucking picket line, right? Yeah. So he's not going to go to work. So I prepare for that and I save money, right? So why have these people not done that? Which I I think is a totally reasonable argument. It is right? a very valid Especially point of view. Especially if you are in a place to do that, right? Mm-hmm. But the pay scale for enlisted military members and people that are not officers or anything like that is shit. It's, it's below it's not the poverty very much, line. Yeah, it's not very much money at all, right? So yes. especially if you are... And this is a whole other argument that I don't want to get into about like, well, you know, if you can, you shouldn't have kids if you're not prepared. But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's something else, right? But if you have two or three kids because that's... Regardless of what happens, that's the position you're in, right? You have two kids. Your wife has to stay home because you guys can't afford for childcare because you can't afford all of your bills and childcare, right? So she yeah. has to stay home. That's why there's that's, so many stay-at-home parents in the military, right? Especially and, at a younger rank. And so there was there, and even even with the housing allowances that you can get, I mean, and all that stuff, it still does. You still have to pay for all the food and all all of everything, right? Yeah. It's, it doesn't cover everything. There's an article that I found. Um, that's from 2017, but was like a really big one, right? And it was an NBC article about how much money Americans had in their savings. And I remember when this happened, right? And yep. it's the vast majority of people have under a thousand dollars saved, like total in, yeah. in all, right? That was like 50% um, or more of Americans yes. cannot afford a $1,000 emergency. So 35% of all adults, and this is at the time, right? And this was a 2016 study, um, but the article was in 2017. So it's the numbers could be a little bit different now, but this is the one that I remember when this was a big thing, yeah. right? 35% of all adults at the time only had $700 in their savings account. 34% had $0 in their savings account. And only 15% had over $10,000 saved away. Yeah. Right? And that's a lot of it is including retirements that people have, any of that stuff. They don't have money, right? Yeah. And I can speak, I'm not going to go into numbers, right? But I don't have that much money in a savings account. But I started retirement two or three years ago that if something terrible were to fucking happen, like I yeah. could draw money out of. And I certainly don't want to because it w- I would get penalized and lose money and shit. But I could. It's pull possible. money out, yeah. you know, like I had, and I could be fine for a little while. This you know? is the, 
the shoot after the reserve shoot. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I like I've got because I've got credit cards and stuff like that. But again, I got them when I was young, so I put like a bunch of money on them and stupid shit. You know. Yep. And so now that's Don't all my all. yeah. So now that's that's the only debt I have is just this credit card that. Thank God it's through my bank, you know, so the interest is like nice and low and shit. But yeah, still I racked up a bunch of money on some because I'm a fucking idiot. So we all do, man. Yeah, but that's we all do. So um, it's most people don't have the means for whatever reason to be able to sustain themselves for several months without pay. Yeah, and it's one thing for. I don't know, and maybe it shouldn't be this way. I'm sure some people that are not active duty service members would argue that it shouldn't be this way, but it's one thing for someone like me to, like, you know, fuck, I'm getting fucked over by the government, or, you know, the guy you're about to hire, he got furloughed, and now he's going to find another job. But for somebody who is an active duty service member, someone who is actively, excuse me, fighting to defend your country, and again, specifically from the things the conservatives and Republicans are arguing for, protecting the country from drugs, from illegal immigrants, those are the people that you are choosing to continue to harm. Yeah. And that I don't understand. And it's indefensible. There's no argument that can be made for that at all. Because at no point in your career or the time that you signed up to be in the armed forces did you consider, well, the government might might shut down and I might not get paid for being in the military. Yeah. Because that's supposed to be like the most stable fucking career in the whole world is to be in the American military. That is a massive reason why a lot of people go into the military. Don't have to worry about it. There's a lot of young people that join because they go, well, this is the only path I can go at this point that makes a lot of sense. You know, I I have a, a bunch of kids, you know, I'm young, but if I join the military and sign up to serve, I will have a stable career with stable housing and, you know, my, my kids won't have to worry. You know, my, my wife doesn't technically need to have a job because the housing part is kind of taken care of. So that's almost like a second income. And <coughs> Sorry, everybody. But like you said, it doesn't cover everything. Right. And that's, that's, I think, one of the biggest things that's lost again in this is that, you know, even when your cousin talks about, you know, the way he – what he said, right? He said, you know, being in the union and all this stuff, and yeah, he's I in mean, a great spot. That is know? a that is the goal. I think yeah. even the federal government's guidelines are say you should always have three months worth of living expenses ready to go. And the way that it's written, I don't mean to interrupt you, but the way no. that it's written in this article, right? Especially, it's changed a little bit since two thousand eight, since yeah. the financial crisis when all those people lost their jobs. Now they're talking about you should have closer to eight to twelve months because if something like that happens again, you're whole career might not exist anymore. Yeah. Like that whole division, that whole, what the fuck is that called? Field might not even exist anymore. You know, so you might have to find an entirely new job. And that's what a lot of people had to do. You know, they mm-hmm. had to go back to college. And that's why a degree doesn't mean dick anymore because everyone has a fucking bachelor's degree. You yep. know, if, you, if it matters, you've got to have a fucking master's degree, you know? So that's... Not to mention like, the government will pay for it. <laughs> right. For in- and, with interest. And that's what happens. So it's it's more realistic that if something is to happen, it's not going to be a government shutdown. You know, yeah. It's going to be another financial crisis where your entire fucking field just diminishes in, in a moment. Like those mm-hmm. people who are real estate agents, they all had to find new jobs. Oh, yeah. Nobody's buying houses anymore. Nope. Like it's not, you know. Can't do it. Only the top tier people were able to stay where they were at. It was a know? good time was, to buy. <laughs> it <laughs> so really was. It's... And that's a that's a scary place to be, man. I, I could can't. not go a whole year without working. There's no way that I could do that. Even with like in the lucky position that I am with my house and stuff like that, I'd, there's no way no. I could go a whole year without a paycheck. Like, no, no, 
you know, definitely not. And, I would have to sell everything I own. And, you know, I, I understand this. And I think maybe th- there could be a golden line, lining to this, at least as far as I would be concerned. A silver lining? A silver lining. <laughs> I say That's a clip. That's a clip right there. I'm going to write it down. 115. Yeah. So I can remember that. Yeah. Uh, There's a golden lining to this. You mean silver lining? No, it's fucking gold, baby. (laughs) It's better than silver, bitch. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, just maybe, there'll be, there'll be more of a kind of a cautionary look at when, before people take a, a government job now. Especially in the Coast Guard. <laughs> especially well, especially in the Coast Guard. Coast Guard now. Yeah. But I mean, before, you know, this military is one thing. This is a weird thing that should never have happened. But even in the But IRS another government stuff, shutdown should could happen. Right. Right. And it's it may not be. The, yeah. And we always know, no matter what, DOD is always going to get funded. Yes. Always does. So, but if you're anywhere else in the bureaucracy, you're, you never know. Especially yeah. the way the political landscape is now. And I don't see it getting any less partisan in the near future. Let's list off some of the departments that are not being funded, right? Housing and urban development is not being funded. Boom. Obviously, uh, Homeland Security is not being funded. The IRS is not being funded. Uh, Medicare and Medicaid are not being funded. SNAP assistance is not being funded. So that's WIC, food stamps, any of that shit. None of that is being funded. Social um, Security. Social Security is not being um, funded. There is, and most of those things are still kind mostly happening for now. But there's yeah. reserve money that runs out yeah. after X amount of time, like because they only have so much discretionary budgets to exactly. put in the way. Even the IRS agents, because they're talking about sending people back to the IRS on furlough without pay to process people's tax returns. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what it means for when you're actually going to get that check. Yeah, right. Because they're saying they could be delayed. And if I get a fucking tax return before the motherfucking Coast Guard draws a paycheck, mm. everyone in office should be the fuck out. Yeah. No one should continue to exist in that job, in that fucking seat. If I get my tax return before the Coast Guard draws a fucking paycheck, that is absurd. You heard it here first. That is fucking absurd. I think that's the first person. You're the first person that I've ever heard say that. Nobody's made that connection before. There's like, no fucking reason get, for that. Yeah, exactly. There's no fucking reason for that. That I should get some fucking tax return money and this motherfucker can't pay his rent? Fuck that, dude. You think, you think the Coast Guard people can get their tax returns? Oh, fuck no. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, they'll still get their tax returns if everybody's getting them. Because that department oh my will God. be still and funded. That is going to be what you can live off on this yeah, time. Isn't is your that fucking sad? tax return that... Is fucking disgusting. That might I be. Cannot believe that. But in in realistic terms, tax return season might be something that will help them float through this. Yep. I don't even want to Depending, ignore you, but, but I have to put this on the Twitter. Do that, it. That is. Yeah, that's rough, wow. man. And so you know, getting back to what your cousin originally said, like I can understand that. And in a perfect world, no one would have to worry about it. But you know, and again. In my mind, if you're a furloughed employee at this point, you need to be getting another job because I understand that you're going to lose out on retirement time, all the years you put towards that. But I mean, this is a, it's a thing that does happen. And I, I think people should be more and more cautionary, especially going forward about taking government jobs because we it's so big now and it supports so many different economies. So many, like the entire economy of like Bremerton, 
I mean, you tell me that the majority of the economy is not run via paychecks coming from the federal government out of the shipyard. Yeah. And the Navy base and all that stuff. I mean, that there's towns that rely on that. And if that was to ever go away, it could bring down the entire city. Man. We got to have a fail, a fail safe here. You know, those jobs always get filled because there'll be another generation of people coming in. But, you know. I mean, there's going to be a lot of federal job openings here pretty soon. As soon as the government does open, I think. Man, and that's a lot of people are going to bounce because they don't have a choice anymore. Right. How long can you wait hoping that your job will come back before you say, well, I guess I got to go get a new one? And I guess you would have to hope that, or not hope, but think that the people who work for the government probably have some type of fucking retirement, you know, that. They could drop from, but if it's been not 10 years and they don't want to do that, just like I don't want to do that mm-hmm. because you lose a bunch of money doing that. It's like a oh, 15% yeah. penalty or something like that, that, or if not more, that you lose from just drawing from that, you know, yeah. and that's, that's terrible. Like that's, you know, I got some money in there, but not that much money. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's not enough to live off of. No, no, man. It's, I don't. It's a tough spot, man. Yeah. And it's, it bugs me because I, uh. I hit up Derek Kilmer this morning on Twitter, hoping I just that I could get a him, response. Maria Camwell, the president, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, but I said that shit. I'm like, consider the fact that you might you might draw a check before, like you might get your tax return before the code card draws a check. Yep. You know, and I decided to fucking do something about this. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. And the that house is even a possibility. The house has been tr- putting forth this bill called Pay Our Coast Guard Act, the yeah. Pay Our Coast Guard Act. But like I said, Mitch McConnell won't hear anything in the Senate. Until he knows that Donald Trump will vote for it, That's and so it's. I mean, it's and been in Trump, Congress a while, if, and if President Trump won't vote for an act to fund the fucking Coast Guard, then the motherfucker should be impeached. And I think they're like only, that to me. That that in itself to me is reason enough for. And I'm not even trying to be ridiculous, but if you're willing to 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 put a member of of the armed forces that you're so into funding that you're so fucking we should have this huge defense. military. But you're willing to let them go without a check, like then you should be the fuck out of there. That's crazy. It like, is crazy, and I think like Mitch McConnell's. I think only saving grace is the fact that nobody's talking about it. If say the mainstream media, because I see articles from like ABC and stuff like that, but they're ne- it's never on the news. Right. It's never like on the screen, and you know, luckily I. I feel like every time I go onto any social media, it's getting bigger and bigger and louder and louder. And I'm trying to spread it around as much as possible. But there's no pressure being put on somebody like Mitch McConnell politically to do that. And so it's all – he's just getting away with it now. Yeah. you got an entire branch in the military that the Republican Party leading the Senate has not chosen to do any uh, – they haven't chosen to do anything about it at all. And it's driving me nuts. But the House is. Who the fuck else? Chuck Schumer needs to see this shit. You know what I'm saying? Chucky Schumer. Yep. yep. Put him else? on it. Put him on blast. Yep. Because I just put which the Senate majority, the uh, Mitch McConnell mm-hmm. on here. Chuck Schumer. Who else do we need to? Fucking uh, what's her name? Secretary Nielsen. Yep. DHS Secretary Nielsen. The one you have one branch in the military that works for you, and you're not paying. Yep. Over um, what? A fucking wall? A fucking wall. Over over, over something over that the should words not... the wall. Not even a wall. Yeah, over the, the words. words the fucking wall. Yep. That's why, yeah, during his uh, his announcement, he, <laughs> he, he said, we're stronger <laughs> supporty. 
which means a wall. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. And if you would like, if you could have just left that mm-hmm. off, you know, but he, he would, has to say it for his quote unquote base for the, for the base, dude. The, and the base ain't that big anymore, homie. And that is where politics really starts to fuck with yeah. any type of progress in the military. And that's not in terms of fucking progressiveness, you know, but like actual legitimate progress in getting things done within the government. Like, nope. that's crazy. It's the stupidest thing I've ever, I can even imagine ever happening in America, other than like a civil war, which I don't think is yeah. ever happening. The closest we're going to get to a civil war, I think, is right now. What we're doing right now, this this whole like weird culture war thing and everybody's taking sides and there's all these little tribes popping around. Well, especially within the left, you know, and we can talk oh, about yeah. like the, the women's march, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like there's one point I'm missing that I wanted to make here and I don't remember what it is. About the shutdown? Yeah. Uh, oh, well, the one the last thing we can talk about the shutdown is the... State of the Union address. Yes. Uh, then that's what it is. Then Nancy Pelosi this week said that she felt like President Trump should either delay his State of the Union address or just deliver it on paper because. Mm-hmm. Like George Washington did. Because the members who would have to be doing security there would not be getting paid to do so, which mm-hmm. is not right. Um, which I. I think is legitimate. It's obviously, you know, she's obviously grandstanding and trying to gain more support for what she's doing, but she knows I, what she's doing. But too. it's, uh, but it's a legitimate play. Yep. You know, and that is a legitimate move that you're like, these people are getting paid. So why should, and a, a fuckload of them. It's not like it's just, oh, yeah. like a fuckload of service members have to be there to guard those people because it's every member of the House of Representatives, every member of the Senate. Not to mention all the planning and logistics that go into it, not just the officers on the ground at the time. Plus, it's a whole operation. Yeah. Plus, the president, the vice president, all those, all those media members. Yeah. No, there's so many security members there, like security team members. Yeah. If he really wanted to do a State of the Union, and if he felt he had to do it, he should do it from behind. Oh, what's that desk called? In the it's Oval the same office. desk for like a billion years, right? Yeah, but it's got a name. Yeah. And I don't remember what it is. But I yeah, he you. should just do it like he did that, that terrible address to the nation. Yeah. Was that last week or week before? Um, but he should just do it from the Oval Office where all he needs is a cameraman. Nobody needs to care about it. The Resolute Desk. The Resolute Desk. That's what it is. Yeah. The chair. Um, but the best thing that came out of this, because this is kind of – I can kind of enjoy this stuff because it's not necessarily – tied directly to the shutdown like it is but her doing these things and him doing these things don't affect the shutdown no they're just part of the update yeah and so he wrote that letter or no she wrote that letter uh skeletor about how she thinks that he shouldn't do the state of the union yeah so on and so forth and so what does he do he turns around she had a a visit scheduled to go overseas, I think, to A Afghanistan. secret visit. It was yeah. secret because she's going to a fucking war zone, so mm-hmm. they don't talk about it. You know what I'm saying? So your wife is in the door, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah, sure. probably. Um, I thought they were both unlocked. Just, they, uh, just the bottom They one. don't talk about it because she's going to a war zone. So if they talk about it, then she stands to possibly, I don't know, be fucking attacked the moment that the plane hits the ground or whatever base they're going to. You know what yep. I'm saying? So, but it doesn't matter anymore because he he made the call and he said, you know what? She doesn't want me to do my State of the Union. Yeah. She can't go to Afghanistan because she was gonna, yeah she was going to go on a military plane, which is standard. That is yeah. like that's standard. And so then 
decided she's not allowed to go and use this military plane. So then apparently in between that and the next announcement, right, she made planes and she's like, well, I'll just go commercially, you know, like I'll just, I'll pay for myself to go. So not, but a few hours later, you know what I'm saying? The president or someone from the White House tweets <laughs> out that, you know, if she wants to go, she's going to have to go commercially and pay for herself. Yep. Like, which now is, she can't be going. Right. So now she can't go, you know, because they have decided that to, to put out to the world that, that's, that's yeah, a high-ranking, you know, you know, politician. Second in line to be president were he to be killed or anything to be happened to him. Yeah. You know and Mike Pence and then Nancy Pelosi. God, that's regardless a scary how, situation. Regardless of how way. you feel about it, that is the reality of the situation. She yep. is second in line. So you can't just fucking let her be unprotected. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, that's why I think, oh, man, I can't remember what uh, Secretary Nielsen is, but she's pretty close. She's in the top ten. Yeah. She's know that much. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so – but the thing is, he said that it was due to the shutdown. Right. But the thing is, these are military flights funded by the DOD. Yeah. Which is still funded. Still funded. So, oh, I remember that brings me to the point that I missed earlier. The fact that all of this new, you know, essentially immigration reform is that where that Trump was announcing all this stuff. Yeah. This is all just riding I mean, all this is, it's a funding bill. Yes. This is a funding bill. And this is stuff that should be legislated outside of funding your your giant government. Yep. But, again, DOD's funded. She could have gone. You didn't have to do that. That was a stupid political play that anybody with, you know, a halfway decent brain can figure out and be like, <laughs> that's you. this is just you being spiteful. You're just being a dick. Yeah. You're just upset and you're throwing a tantrum. But, hey, man, I don't know whether I liked that story more or the Clemson University uh, smorgasbord of fast food. Why this was even a story, I don't fucking know. Because if he would (laughs) have just done it and not talked about it, no one would have cared. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when you decide to have cameras there and make a big old fucking deal about, about it, then that's... Stupid. It's a waste. This was a waste of everybody's time, just like when he came and did his announcement over to the nation. Yep. You know, that was as big of a waste of time as this. Yeah. Do you want to know real quick? The Resolute desk uh, was made from the oak timbers of the British ship, the HMS Resolute, as a gift to President Rutherford B. Hayes from Queen Victoria in 1880. Look at that. America stomped their dick in the dirt in the Revolutionary War. And now they're giving us a desk That's made cool. from one of their ships. And it's a fucking sweet desk. <laughs> it's a fucking sweet desk. <laughs> it's a sick fucking desk. I have like so. a weird thing about a nice desk. Yeah. Nice desks are a thing of beauty. You know why you appreciate that? Because you started woodworking. Well, like, and you're like, dude, look at, oh, that is glorious. Yeah. So much like a. So much detail. Oh, man. Know what I'm saying? Look at that crest right there. Oh, probably says nice. probably says E pluribus unum on it. Mm-hmm. I like that. Out of many one for those who don't speak, uh, you know, Latin. Yep, I speak Latin. I Not don't, really. but I know that one. I, I know a couple Latin phrases yeah. thanks to my time in the federal government. So, do you want to hit a couple of these little topics, and then we'll take a little break, and then we'll come back? Yeah, I want to hit. Uh, so, I want to hit a couple things that we promised. I think we could do anti-vaccine in the more in the second half. Yes, that because that'll be a little in. bit of a bigger one. Yeah, um, but, but the uh, Pelosi trip canceled. So that one is. We done. have 
talked about it so many times. I would just want to touch real quick on the farm bill yeah. that was passed like a month ago or yes. more. Um, but the farm bill happens every five years and we finally got a new one passed, even though the, you know, part of that, part of the agencies that it, it affects it aren't currently operating like the department of agriculture, department of agriculture and the right. USDA and all that. This was passed in December, right? Yeah. So, and just cause this is it before wasn't, the shutdown yeah, before the, everything. Yeah. And, uh, but anyways, yeah, it passed and there was some pretty major changes that went down. There's a lot of, uh, kind of trade type stuff that was passed to help protect farmers, new subsidies, new insurances. Yeah. For, yeah. for tariffs and for, if there's like terrible weather, you know, shit like that, yeah. um, droughts, anything like that. It's, it's more insurance protections mm-hmm. because as we've seen in the past, sorry, I don't interrupt you, but just to hit on that. We have seen in the past this president can be particularly volatile for the farming community when it comes to trade and tariffs and dealing with other countries. So, because they're about the most direct to market industry that there is. And so, when and the majority of their market is handled via the federal government. Right. So, when there's issues, they feel it right now. Immediately. Um, And there was a lot of concern about that when those tariffs were going on with, when the trade war was hyping up with China, uh-huh. a lot of concern about that, that people are really getting fucked over. So, Dude, I found a whole podcast devoted solely to all the news in the Department of Agriculture what? while I was looking up stuff for this. It was That's insane. Dope. I like it's that. It's just this one guy, and he used to work for the Department of Agriculture, and now he just he interviews people from there, and he talks about all these little you know, things that come down from the federal government, these policies that affect all these farmers' lives. It's pretty crazy. That's pretty sweet. But the big, big point that I wanted to pull out of that whole thing was the fact that it was legalizing the production of hemp. Hemp. As per Mitch McConnell, too, which is really interesting. Very strange. um, Because he is a senator from Alabama. Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Kentucky. Kentucky. And Kentucky is a super tobacco-rich state, or was at one point. Yeah. But now that less people are smoking pretty much than ever, um, they don't make anywhere near as much money off of tobacco. So to help stimulate his economy in that state again, they're allowing people to convert over to hemp production, which is like really similar growth. It's fucking super easy to do. Yep. Really quick turnover rate and it can be used for like everything. Dude, I would love to see an America where in <coughs> 10 years, the entire made in China cotton shirt industry is replaced by hemp a made shirt. in the US hemp industry. And it's better. Because hemp it's paper. so much softer and yeah. nicer. It doesn't, I mean, I think it absorbs water pretty much the same. Which makes it useless for hiking, but it's just for regular Everyday clothes. Everyday use, yeah. It would be so good. And like hemp paper is way, it's way stronger. Like yeah, the actual it's so the renewable. hemp stocks that it's made of, the fibers are way stronger. It's like it's harder to tear yeah. and shit. It's a whole deal. I mean, it is going to have an effect on the timber industry, yes, for sure. Which I fear might work its way into the housing market, just due to the nature of the average. You know, well, the average cost might go up. And they're going to be able to use it to make different plastics and different construction materials, like you said. So I think that's yeah. going to be really interesting to see how that translates over. Definitely. Because it's not like it's not like a hemp plant gets big like a tree that you can use it to make timber, you know. But you could use it for smaller pieces, finishing and stuff like that. Like definitely, definitely you could press it into particle board or stuff like that for subflooring. Mm. Like yeah. you could do that, you know. So I think that would be really interesting. The other thing... That is a sub thing that Mitch McConnell maybe didn't think about, but so hemp, right, is classified, I believe, 
as anything with less than 0.03% THC content. Oh. Right? And so that's how they're classifying the hemp plant. It's like non-alcoholic beer. Which leaves leaves the door open that was, like I said, leave open because it was already open for people to purchase CBD cannabis online. Mm-hmm. Right? Because if the cannabis that you're buying online, cannabis, for those of you who don't fucking know, is another word for marijuana, right? So it's the real if, world for which marijuana. That is what marijuana is, is cannabis. Marijuana is a wild Mexican tobacco, and the word was bastardized, maybe for a, a yep. good term, and used to try and slander cannabis in the times that they had reefer madness and all that shit, you know? So, so cannabis itself, if you're buying cannabis online, that's 18% CBD but 0.2% THC, that's like totally legal, you know? And uh-huh. you can use that for all kinds of stuff. It has anti-inflammatory properties, headaches, have all kinds of stuff. You know what research saying? on it's going to open Go through the roof. Open. Go through the roof, cannabidiol. It's yep. going to be sick. I think that's really fucking cool. It's going to be good. It's, yeah. it's an industry that is projected to be a $20 billion industry by 2022. Oh, man. It's going to be huge. Huge. So huge. huge. So huge. Yeah. That's when I wish I could do a good Trump impression. So I got one more story that... For sure one more, unless you want to keep going after that. But I got a story that I can tell as part of the grab bag before we hit the break, right? Word. So the week that you got sick, right? Yes. And we didn't do a show. Um Two weeks ago. The, yeah. So the Friday before that, I was doing something and I went to the gas station on my way home, right? And I went to the same Chevron that I go to all the time that is on the hill that we used to go to for energy drinks and stuff like that at work, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the one that I go to. There's a guy now that owns that. His name is Dinesh, right? Shout out Dinesh. He's cool as fuck. He buys the type of kombucha that I want, keeps it stocked Ooh, up. Dinesh nice. is rad, right? So Knows his customers. Yeah. He's hella cool. Every time I go in there, if I say... What's up, brother? Dinesh is obviously like super Indian. Um, and so if I so say racist, if I say, what's up, brother? He'll call me brother when I leave. Nice. And if, if I say, what's up, man? He'll call me man when I leave. Like he, whatever I have called him is what he will call me when, when we talk to each other, That's which cool. I think is really funny. Because they're on the same level. It, it, he speaks English just fine, but it's obviously he's using his interactions to like expand his language, which I think is fucking ingenious. You know, that's yeah. like, what else are you going to do? So. So I think that's great. So yeah, so he's obviously picking up slang for me and the boys that like I work with because he's just calling us whatever the fuck we say. So, so I think that's really cool. Um, oh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like super communicative. Yes, he, he will talk to your talk. fucking ear off. Yeah. Yes, but he's I think cool. I think you've ran him to him too, sweetheart. Dinesh is cool. Yeah. Um, so I went in the other day and I was grabbing some stuff on my way home and I walked through the candy aisle because I was like maybe I want some candy and I didn't see anything that I wanted. And then in that Chevron, there's also a bunch more candy in front of the, the counter, right? Yes. And so I went over and I grabbed a kombucha, which is on the side. If you're watching the video, you can see this, right? So like the counter's over here and the kombucha's over here. So I grab one and I'm walking around the counter and I'm looking at all the other candy mm. to like see what's up. And I'm like, oh, maybe that, maybe that. And I saw something in a, what's it called? A Fifth Avenue bar. You know what I'm saying? I've so never I, had one of so those. Be, like that's a candy yeah. bar, I think. So I saw something in the box of the Fifth Avenue bars and I was like, it's like, oh, that's like a dust bunny or something like that. And I stopped and I looked back down at it again and I bent over like I was going to tie my shoe and it was a fucking bud. Like somebody had like dropped weed into this box of candy, you know, Mm -hmm. and like it was kind of squished like someone had in their pocket. So I have theorized that someone had in their pocket and pulled some money or whatever out of the pocket and dropped it into this thing. So I picked up and I put it in my pocket and I'm sure the woman thought that I had stolen something. 
but I went up to the counter and I paid for my shit. And then I walked out and I got back in my car and I pulled it out of my pocket and I'm like, this is fucking weed, man. <laughs> like I really just found fucking weed in a like candy you find box a- in the gas station yeah. and I took it home. It's like finding like, a quarter on the street. It you was find some weed in, in a candy weird. box. And it was probably like a half gram nub, you know, that like I found in there. And so I took it home and I fucking put it in my, in my bong and I took a hit of it. And then I, as I'm holding in the hit, I was like, uh oh. What if somebody put something on this and left it there? Like, as like bait, you know? And I was like, this was probably one of the most unsafe things I have done in the last couple of years is like, just find weed somewhere and just smoke it and not even consider it, like, not even give it a, th- a second thought. Um, but nothing oh. happened, obviously. Like, I smoked the rest of the bowl and everything was fine. But truly, for a moment, I was like, that. I would not advise anyone to do that. Like, if someone told me that they found weed at a gas station, I would be like, you maybe shouldn't smoke it because yeah. someone could have done something. People who knows what's shit. in it. But, yeah, I was, like, so hyped on it. That no, I it's like, just I'm going to go home new, and fucking smoke this. Like, some new version of, like, CIA tracking. You're it now. Y- you know? Yeah. But they I, find you anywhere. I couldn't believe that. that That's happened. so crazy. Uh, yeah. It's like a full-on, like, it's like a half-gram bud. That I, it was, like, two full oh. bowls. Yeah, it was really weird. So, oh, that's funny. But that did happen. So shout out to Nash. I did not say anything to them. And as I was standing there, I thought about even just saying like, hey, I just found this weed in this candy box. I don't care. I'm just going to take it home. You yeah. know, but I thought that maybe she'd be like, oh, no, no, you can't take it. Like if you found it, we have to fucking, you know, mm-hmm. call cops or what the fuck ever. And I wasn't trying to do that. Like I was just trying to take it home and just smoke it, you know, so yeah. I didn't say anything. I mean, but- if you pick up a quarter. In the candy aisle, nobody's going to arrest you for, you know, shoplifting. It seemed right. And it's, there was these They're two... obviously not selling it. Because <laughs> no, that would no. be illegal. Can't do there that. There was like Nash. two young kids that came in as I was paying. And I was like, right, I'm going to get out of here because these kids might have dropped this weed. and might be in here looking for it. <laughs> so I, that's when I got out. And you're the but, dude. They're going to be like, hey, and I'm hey, guy. what you got in your pockets there? Yeah. And then I started to think, I'm like, well, what if somebody left it here and they're like, then got money from someone like go in the gas station and I fucking left the weed in this candy box like pick up the weed and then you know like because people do weird shit like I was never like that when I sold weed like I was really like just come into my house and I'll fucking weigh out a bag of weed for you and you can give me money and then you can leave you know but some people are really weird my house is my business baby yeah yeah but some people are really weird about that you know they're like no no I'm gonna put this bag of weed in a trash can and then I, I, you know, I'm going to meet you in another parking lot and I'm going to pick up your money from you and then you can go and get your weed from the trash can. Like, you know, so people are weird about that shit. So I, I, I don't yeah. know the story, uh, but I can only hope that one day I meet somebody who's like, yeah, I was supposed to buy weed from a guy at a gas station and I never fucking found it. Like, because then I would know. And I wouldn't and now say now you brought them here, Donovan. Yeah. You brought them here. That was <laughs> the CIA. It's a good thing we're here. packing heat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fight the feds off like Man. fucking uh yeah never mind <laughs> what was that cult that burned down uh, i don't remember the branch davidians the branch davidians yep crazy people yeah they were seventh day adventists so that was um yeah i can't remember the that na- guy's name it's like the Oh, that's right. My thing, because it was in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waco. I say like, yeah, Waco. Yeah, I'm going to punch myself for not remembering this. So it wasn't Ted Jones, because that was in Jonestown. That was yeah. in South America. Um, yeah, and you're all about this type of stuff. Yeah. I'm so disappointed in you. David. Um, Alan. 
No, James. No, no, no. <laughs> um, shit. Michael Cohen. Shit. That's right. We'll go to a break. I'll remember. Yeah. We'll talk about it. Look it up during the break, yeah. baby. What was that guy's name? So, David this has Thunder. been Salted Streets. We'll be right back in the break, baby. Enjoy some upper left in the meantime. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt needs to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them. And leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the what? What's that? Oh, let's get ready. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, there we are. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I love my Keaton. Um, I love so, Michael Keaton as well. Uh, oh, yep. So that is from a fantasy podcast that I listened to. I realized that's going to shock you a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I just realized that Jordan is the one that I have talked to about this before. Um, so the fantasy, <laughs> <laughs> shit. the fantasy podcast that I listened to. Um, there's is fantasy three, footballers. Yeah, the fantasy footballers. There's three guys on that show. You know, shout and out fantasy footballers. Yeah, they once accidentally two of those guys at the same time said, "I love Michael Keaton," and so now anytime they accidentally like jinx each other, you know, then they'll say, "I love Michael Keaton," and so all three of them at the same time will say, "I love." Michael Keaton. <laughs> So that's obviously. I did. I was so many things. I was like watching you say that. I was like, I gotta try to nail it. And the the one time I was like, oh here, oh oh, shit, I missed it. That's funny. (laughs) So So the guy's name is David Koresh. Yes, thank you, David Koresh, Branch Davidians, Waco Branch Davidians. Yep, David Koresh, David Koresh. Okay, crazy. So I want to tell you before we get going back here. Yes, um, because we're we're going to talk about anti vaxxers coming up and. Women's March. Women's March. And then I've got some other small things. Yeah, we got all sorts of little stuff. I want to talk about the Super Wolf Blood Moon. Okay. I'm down with that. Because that's going to happen tomorrow. It sounds like it's tomorrow. Yeah. So you missed it, son. Yes. I hope you listened to it. Or I hope you watched it. Because you're going to listen to the moon. On uh, Sunday. Sunday. So yesterday. Yep. If you get this Monday. Super Wolf Blood Moon. That sounds awesome. It's, okay, yeah. We'll get that in a minute. Yeah. Speaking of wolves, um, not really. Actually, yeah, really, because where I'm going hunting this year is like massive wolf, wolf territory. fucking city. I'm so excited about it. Might even see some. But I, I've been watching a lot of Meat Eater lately. Yes. I've been listening to a lot of Meat Eater. My wife got me this book. I don't remember if I told you about it. It's, yes. the, it's from the, the man himself, Stephen Ranella. It's it's hunting, butchering, and cooking wild game, volume two, small game, and foul. Um, foul. So I've been super. When I'm not living podcast, I'm studying hunting stuff and all this good stuff. I just live and breathe surveying, hunting, and fucking podcast right yeah. now. Um, but the other day, I I took Chloe, my dog, out, and we're playing ball and stuff outside, and I just I have this problem now where. Whenever I see like an animal, like a squirrel or a rabbit, you just want to shoot it. I look at them. No, it's not necessarily I want to shoot them. I just I look at them, and then I start like mentally like field dressing them and like where the cuts are and like I just break them down. Literally, I stare at them like a slab of meat. Right. Yeah. So I'm playing fetch with Chloe the other day, and I st- I noticed that I'm doing that to her. I'm like, okay, so like, 
that'd be her, you know, she's because she's running around with the ball and stuff and like you could see all the muscle moving. And I'm like, all right, so there's the hams and the shank. And, you know, I wonder if they have much of a, a back strap. You should you not know, I'm like, think about eating your dog. And so, <laughs> and so like I'm looking at her and I'm just studying her. And she like grabs the ball, turns around and like catches my gaze. And then like drops her head and like perks her ears up and just slowly starts like crawling my way, not leaving. Like she's just staring me down. Like, and you just know, like she's saying to herself, this motherfucker trying to eat me? <laughs> what is going on here? And she just cautiously approaches and I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Come here, baby. Come here. And I just throw the ball again. She's, she's just. And me and her's relationship has never really been the same since then. It's been weird. Ever it's since been then. better. Actually, yeah. she's been real tight, <laughs> real, real close. Like, Daddy, don't eat me, please. Don't. So I think for a minute, she thought I was a predator, and it was pretty magical. It was weird. Commanding it's very the fear strange. Of your animal. Yeah. So that was. That's actually what the story I was going to open the podcast with, but we had to talk about T Dog Millionaire. Yeah, just so we didn't forget. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, before we go into the Women's March, Super Wolf Blood Moon. Um, so, Super Wolf Blood Moon is tomorrow, right? And so, the term super refers to the placement of the moon, right? And that's when the moon is at its closest point in the Earth's orbit. And so, it looks really oh. big, right? The you term, hear that a lot in like uh, astronomy stuff, right? Yeah, or, yeah it's uh, a super moon, right? The term Astrology. The term wolf derives from the Native American nickname for January's full moon. The wolves howled in hunger outside the villages. Because it's January, so there isn't that much food out, right? So it's wintertime, so they're hungry, and it's a full moon. So they're out fucking howling. And it's a blood moon because it's a lunar eclipse where the Earth is completely in front of the moon. And so it looks red because you're only getting yeah. the outside of the sun. So all these things are happening all at one time. So it's a super wolf blood moon. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm excited. Sunday night. Isn't that crazy as fuck? I'm so excited. I love stuff like that, yeah. man. And I, I'm actually kind of bummed for... Christmas this year, the white elephant, I bought a, uh, a kind of a halfway nice telescope. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping to like win it myself. And you didn't get it back? And I didn't. I could have stolen it, but I just felt guilty about it because it was a thing I bought myself. <laughs> but like I want one of those so I can, and a, like a little perch that I could sit out on at night and just stare at like Mars or Jupiter or whatever. Yeah. Try to find Europa. Hopefully, my kid is born on the Super Wolf Blood Moon because that would be sick, dude. Fuck you can't that. do that because then he he'd either turn into a superhero or a supervillain. I'll take it. And I think they with your genes, might- <laughs> what is that from? Split. That's from Split. Okay. So I did not know Split was like a a a what do you call that? A Superhuman s- type movie, like a. Oh, well, I figured that it was because it was M. Night Shyamalan. And then at the end, when I seen Bruce Willis, I was like, oh, damn. I was like, they're about to bring this motherfucker back to be unbreakable. <laughs> oh, my God. And Jordan, I don't know, had seen that movie when we saw Split. I've never seen Unbreakable. What the fuck? I didn't know this oh, was like a thing. Oh, dog. I just discovered that you like gotta that, go and watch this, Unbreakable. and then the third one is glass right yeah yeah and it yeah. just came out like yesterday so unbreakable is like actually a good m night Shyamalan movie before like the village and he started yeah. doing terrible shit the yeah, village he's, he's is got fucking a few. The happening you know yeah so, the happening so this one was good right and bruce willis finds out that he is fucking like indestructible 
Like his bones don't Ooh. break and he just like has superhuman strength and shit, right? Super great. How have and I never even heard of this movie? Bro, it's so good. And it's like on Netflix or something now. like that. And Samuel L. Jackson has bones made of glass and he is the fucking bad guy, bro. That's why all the little pictures I see, he's like in a wheelchair. Yes. He's got glass bones. He can't walk. That's tough. Man, I just got two. No- oh, Carolina's over there blowing up our he Instagram walks, for us. He walks in the beginning of the movie, but not at the end. That's it. So is he in Unbreakable as well? Fuck yeah. Yeah, and yeah, then, because. What about he, in Split? I don't know that Samuel Jackson is in Split, but okay. um, Bruce Willis has that little piece at the end. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, yeah. That little piece at the end, because I've seen that movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so at the end of the movie, right, and this is not a spoiler or anything, at the end of the movie, after all the crazy stuff happens, they're talking about it on the news. And so they're talking about, you know, this is maybe a breed of fucking superhumans or what the fuck ever they're saying. That's probably not it, but whatever. And so people are watching it in a diner. And there's these two women that's like, oh, yeah, you know, there was that one guy that, you know, fucking was evil or whatever, uh, you know, a couple of years ago and like all this stuff. And, you know, what, what was his name? And Bruce Willis is standing there and he's watching that same TV in the diner. And he says, they called him Mr. Glass. Oh, and that's when I was like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> that's it. That's unbreakable, too, bitch. That's fucking sick. And that's when I knew that they were going to make a third one. And that's I was dope. super hype on it. Yeah. Now I'm really excited because I want to watch all three. That's a great movie. Because I've heard good things about Split, for one. Oh, it's really good. And I love... Oh, my God. What's his name? I'm going to blank on his name now. I always forget his name. The actor from Split? Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. You know it's what I'm not about. Edward Norton. No. Um, but I always try and do that to him. Yeah. It is fucking... I'm going to have to look him it's up. He's got a weird it's, English name. Yeah. You know what I'm but saying? it's dope, though. It's a dope name. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to Not Henry Cavill. James McAvoy. Damn it. I Boom. I was about to say it. it. Your mind is a steel trap. James just, McAvoy. It's a big steel trap, and especially it's not for, all the way full yet. So sometimes you got to dig through it. Especially for pop culture. Yeah. Like names like that. I don't know if I said this last week. Well, yeah, I did. I was talking about the Masked Show, but the people who sing oh, the yeah, Masked yeah, Song. Yeah. Fucking really good at that. Really good at that shit. I'm telling <laughs> Got you. Him. Something about it. Yeah. Something about it. So watch out for that. Fucking watch out for that. <laughs> salty, salty balls and bellas. Uh, oh. Shout salt. out Jacob. The chocolate salty balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so speaking of chocolate salty balls, let's talk about the women's march. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, so the Women's March is actually happening today as we speak. That was great. All across the nation. <laughs> yes. And I think a few parts elsewhere in the world. There was a great episode of The Daily yesterday about the Women's March that I would advise everybody to listen to before they listen to us have this conversation because you may not completely understand it. This is true. You might also be super fucking triggered and offended by what we're going to say. God, so. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so. Like that old lady who called us demonic Democrats. Oh, I love that. Demonic Democrats. Tell Jordan that's how I knew we were doing real things. You know? Like, yeah. That's how I know we're doing real shit. We so. got the crazy old lady crowd. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So, yes. So, the Women's March a year ago. The first one happened after President Trump. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, right. After he, like several days after he was inaugurated. Um, yeah. There was the Women's March. Elected. And then, elected. Was it elected? Maybe. Because it's January. Yeah. So it had to be after he was inaugurated. Yeah, because that's Election in November, inauguration in January. So it it might even have been the same day. 
I think it might have been. Fact check. That's the first one in a couple weeks, but I'm going to fact check that. Or maybe, Carolina, can you look that up for us? The date of the first women's march? was Because I, I kind of think it was the date of the inauguration. But yeah. was it? So there you go. So Boom. There's been one every year around that same time since yeah. then, right? So after the first one happens, and it was put on, do you remember that woman's name who started it? Yeah, her name um, was... Oh, I'm going to have to pull up the, uh, yeah. the article. So, Give me a second. That's all right. You can do that. I'm going to talk about it. So there was a woman who started it, and she's Jewish. Usually, we don't like to talk about people's minorities. I'm just kidding. We bring it up all the time. But I only <laughs> say that because it becomes important later in the story, right? Yes. So she starts it, and she's Jewish, and it's really- Teresa Shook. That's what it is? Shook. Yeah, Teresa Shook. You sure? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I mean, she's the one that as founder of the Women March- Vanessa Rubel. That's, that's the, what that's I'm thinking. Rubel. They that's what. Yeah. yeah. So Rubel. Bob that's Land that's not, the woman that I'm thinking yeah. about because she's the main yes. part of this story that we're talking about. That's so true. She's one of the people that helps fund. What was it Women First? That's what the movement is called. Is that what you said? Um, first women. There you go. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly. But yeah, that's who they talked about in the daily episode. Yes, though. and so. <laughs> there we go January 21st so Boom. that was the date of the original women's march with like the pussy hats and all that stuff yep um, and so that after that happened I guess they were having trouble keeping it going you know yeah they um, had uh, they had a lot of messaging issues yes they couldn't quite put their finger on what they stood for so they try and diversify right and so yeah. they come across another group of women that's like Linda Sarsour, Tamika and Mallory, Tamika Mallory, uh, and I think two other women. That yeah, are, Bobby Bland, Bobby Brand, or yeah, something like that. That are very prominent um, women of color, and also like uh, what was the first? Who was Tamika Mallory or no, Linda Sarsour? Linda Sarsour, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. So she's also really active, obviously, with like the Islamic community and things like that. Yeah. And they also they have ties Palestine. to yeah, and they also have ties, very direct ties to Louis Farrakhan, who is an open anti-Semite, open bigot, obviously towards Jews, and yep. huge deal, right? Very involved with the Democrats, and so when they're they strange, so when they tell, when they say they're going to come on to do the women's march, they say they're only going to do it if they're going to be like leadership in the women's march, you yep. know. And then they start having conversations where they're telling. Rubo that you know sh- people don't really essentially that people don't give a shit what she has to say because she is part of white privilege even though yeah. she's Jewish right yeah. she's a white and Jew so she's got too much white privilege exactly. to, to lead the movement and she can't be the head of this movement anymore that she started because because she has white privilege because you know, diversity she's not, she's not speaking directly to the minorities and to these yeah. other people and that's whose turn it is and if if they're not in power in this movement, then you know, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's not real. Shows the I mean, the nature of the the intersectional, it's you know, organization. It's crazy. Um, yeah, and I I don't know. It's that's a one of the narratives from the far left that I have a really hard time with is the blanketing of white privilege on anybody who yeah. isn't black or brown or like a person of color you know yeah i um, just call that interse- intersectionality That's- one so that was one of the things that i remember talking to makai about right yeah. when he was on the podcast that like i didn't want to press too hard because i didn't i didn't give him any idea before he came on what i was gonna ask him you know i yeah. just 
like yeah. opened up on him. And that's that's just kind of how I run shit, you know. And that's anybody who's about to come on the show and be interviewed, fucking be prepared because that's how I run. That's just how I'm going to do interviews for the whole time that I'm doing the show, oh. you know. Because um, if you have something to say, silence is a lie. And I mean, if if you want to come on and talk to one of us, you know, we speak freely. Right. It's not we, there's no dangerous territory to exactly. go into. I mean, we just we just talk. And I certainly openly. and I certainly didn't want to offend him, but I, my my mm-hmm. intent was also to challenge his ideas that maybe I weren't sure were correct, right? So we mm-hmm. talked a little bit about racial inequality and stuff like that. We talked about Larry Elder, mm-hmm. the guy who's been on uh, Day Room before, and yep. Kai obviously did not agree with everything Larry Elder had to say. Um, yep. And so we talked a little bit about that, and we just we talked about individual cases, which is you know when you get down to the individual, then it's the blanket statement doesn't matter anymore, right? But it's, that's where you have to kind of deconstruct stuff like that, right? And so I used my own my own self as an example, where I said, I, so so I came from like a single parent home. You know, mm-hmm. I came from from not we weren't in poverty, but we we were on food stamps several different times, you know. And we like we we had government assistance. I, I had state insurance for fucking six or seven years, you mm-hmm. know, up until I turned eighteen. Like, and I hate so to say I, it, but you technically were in poverty. That's being te- part of poverty, right? Yeah, and so. <clears throat> So, like, you know, I had a really hard time in high school, like all these things, right? I said, and you, and this is nothing against him, right? but like you came from like a really good family, like your parents have good money, like your dad was able to stay home, you know, because your mom has a good job. And so he was a stay at home dad and like did all this stuff with you. You guys had this influence. We had these things that are generally attributed to somebody more like me who's white, who lives in a nice neighborhood with all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't understand how I can be blamed for having white privilege. When I am in a position that a stereo, somebody who would stereotype anybody would, if you just read them, the things that I said to you would probably say that I was a fucking black kid, you know, that I grew up without a dad, like all this shit, you know, that that's like some kind of racial minority. So I don't understand why, how anybody could even begin to, to put white privilege on me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Try and say some shit like that to me. Like that doesn't make it. That it's it's illogical to me because you you're know? white means everything I'm, in your life is handed to you. You know, you're you're taken care of. You're not looked down on by anybody. And and I don't mean to I don't mean to call Makai or like anything like that. So if if you listen to this, I don't want to. I'm not trying to no. skew your opinion of the conversation we had or anything like that, right? Um, but it's it's interesting. You yeah. know, because there's there's those same people who would argue that I benefit from the white privilege that would say that the job that I have, I should give up to somebody who's a minority mm-hmm. because of that. You know, because I benefited, I have, I have this good job. I'm taking it away from somebody who's a minority that deserves it more yeah. because I it was handed to me, you know. And I I just don't buy that. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, because my, my 20% particular. Mexican doesn't count enough to be a minority, mm-hmm. right? Because my dad is half. That doesn't fucking matter. You know, yeah. but that doesn't because he's. Uh, because he's second generation, I'm third. That doesn't fucking matter, you know. That nobody ever wants to talk about it, and I'm not trying to compare the two. But I'm also fucking half Irish, right? So yeah, that, that doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't fucking time, matter. By the way, you know that that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. You know, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me. You're just you know? white. My grandma is is a first generation immigrant from Canada. Why does that not matter? You mm-hmm. know, like I don't understand why because she's fucking white and from Canada that 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 plays into my white privilege. You know what I'm saying? They lived in a fucking tent in a yard with three children at one point when my grandpa was in the was in the Air Force. 
you want to tell me that my family is about white privilege? Like, that's what you want to talk to me about? My grandpa was one of 12 fucking children from Middlesbrough, Kentucky. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Like, I just don't, I don't see how anybody can, can listen to that and give any weight to that argument at all that anybody who's white has benefited from white privilege and it's therefore a, you're a piece of shit. Like it's it's an argument white privilege in itself is a is an argument, a label or whatever that is completely wrong at its core. It has no fundamental basis in any kind of fact. And if you only know shitty white people, then I'm really sorry. Like that's I'm really sorry that you live in a place where the only white people you know have more fucking money than you, and they treat you like shit. Like, I'm really sorry that that's the case, but that has nothing to do with me. Nope. Has absolutely nothing to do with me, you know? And I don't understand and how anybody can get behind that. I nope. don't I don't get it. How you can bring it on yourself that you're like, this, this is my fault. Yep. You know, that I I do owe somebody else what I have because because their ancestors had it harder than than mine did, and therefore they have it harder now than I did. Yep. You know, I just don't preach, baby. I don't understand it. Like that doesn't it doesn't make sense. To me. Doesn't make that's sense illogical. to me whatsoever. Yeah, that's <laughs> I don't Fucking you can't bar, really son. say anything so, else more than that. And that's and that's like what the problem broke down to is that these these women who are in the end trying to fight for the same thing are too busy playing fucking oppression Olympics to decide to just move forward and work actively for women, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, you're Jewish. Which, what the fuck, man? The Jews for thousands of years. That's like, that's the other thing. That What are you even talking about? What uh, are you even talking about? The level of hate crimes that's against... That's crazy. You know, the, the level of anti-Semitic hate crimes coming out of New York City right now is the All highest it's high. been since they first came. All-time high, son. Yeah. I don't get it. But they, they, that's... That is the conundrum that the intersectional left has run into now. Is they've run into the fact that they re- they found a factually persecuted minority group <clears throat> that should fit in somewhere in their stack of the you know the inner uh, what do you call it the oppression Olympics. Yeah, but but because they've also white. created this thing called white privilege, yep. and they are white. And so they have privilege, and so we can't have men, but we, but we have to feel. I don't, you know. And you've actually seen a, a, a split in that in this movement now because of it. A direct yeah. sp- split in New York City today. There were two separate marches because of that. To happen. One led by that original woman who started it, Vanessa Roybal, I believe is what we said yeah. her name was, and then the other one led by these women that are tied with Louis Farrakhan. And I got to imagine. Who, by the Excuse way, the me. DNC has officially disavowed finally the that the women's march, that organization, because of their leadership and their really shady ties. Yeah. And I gotta imagine if they weren't they didn't have ties like that with Louis Farrakhan, they may not be so anti Semitic, you know what I'm saying? And this may not have been such a problem. Well, but, I mean, Linda Sarsour herself is I mean, she's a pretty yeah. anti Semitic person. Yeah. She is I mean very, very okay. openly. Yeah. It's shit's bad. And Tamika she's Mallory bad. is pretty bad too. She uh I can't remember the exact thing that went down, but she got kind of uh called out by Megan McCain recently on the view for something that she had spouted off really? about white privilege or Good something. Megan McCain. Yeah. Of all the ladies on the view. At least oh man, at least she has to stand up for her like 
dad and conservatives all the time. All the time. She's the she's the token <laughs> conservative they have on the View. Man, yeah, I feel bad for her. And she like in in the room, in the in realm. The, yeah, in the realm. In they, the realm. Then I completely lost the word too after that. <laughs> in the realm of first daughters, you know. Uh-huh. I would choose her over Chelsea Clinton any day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. And Thank you for and that. And that's a clip. So, <laughs> so oh my God. that's just how I feel about that. And, and that's a clip. Megan McCain over Chelsea Clinton any day. Hell so, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to remember that for the description too. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh. but yeah, because so, Megan, or Megan, Megan, Morgan had asked us if, about the women's march and if it was still happening. So to answer your question directly, yes, the women's march is still happening, but in two different places at the same time, because there is so much divisiveness within this, these two leftist leader groups. Yeah. That it's, they can't even agree on they can't trying get together. to make things better for women just as a whole. My yep. mom also asked about that like a couple weeks ago. You know, if we thought mm-hmm. that things were going to get better for women. Oh, because like Nancy general, Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi and whatever. And I don't, I don't know. I don't think that it changes. The Nancy Pelosi thing for me doesn't change a whole lot because she was no. already the first woman speaker, right? To me, it's a bigger deal that she's the first person in like over 50 years to be in there twice, right? Yeah. To me, that's a bigger deal. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It's that you just got your ass in there twice. Yeah. First one in over fifty years, like mm-hmm. balling, you know, balling. That's big. So that's cool. I know she asked about the pay thing, and I don't the pay gap. Yeah, I don't super want to get into that. Um, I think we've covered it. We certainly have before. talked about it before. And the thing that I said to my mom at that point was that it just it's not as simple as it's made out to be. No, right? like I would not say that that that's not the case. That but. That is the case, and that amount of the seventeen cents or what the fuck ever is when you add up all of the dollars that men make and all of the dollars that women make and stack them side by side, mm-hmm. and this is you know it's like based on the population of which, like that's to the dollar or and, something like that, and that's not a fair way by any means to be comparing those two things. That is um, a mathematical version of equality of outcome playing out. Mathematically, yeah, and that's that's just not the case. There's no. a lot of things that I people I, it are all different. Kind of, it all kind of stemmed from that fucking Jordan Peterson video that I posted. Cause, yeah, because goddamn it, if anybody can take fucking logic in this world, but um, <laughs> this like I he, don't like he's it. talked about it before. That like the analysis of that has been done before many times, you know. And there's yeah. a fucking million factors that play into that that have to do with psychological differences between men and women that make them more apt to take more dangerous jobs and longer hours and you know more likely to take time off of work for children and that men like, will do that that men were let or more likely to, to take those jobs yes and less likely to take more time off for children and stuff like that yeah. like that's and that gets down to the fundamental you know truth that men and women are they're all very capable of a lot of things but they they're different we're not the same the glass ceiling that is generally talked about, I feel, is largely broken in most pains because even what just like two years ago you had like the first female army ranger. You yeah. Know? So like even in these all these other things that you know women are saying, well, we can't do that. You know, like we're not allowed to do that. Like they're they're doing it. You know, it ju- it just takes that special woman that's willing to bust her fucking lady dick off mm-hmm. to be an army ranger. Like that's some crazy shit that. Yep. Even most men are not army rangers. And so a it, lot of those, and there's so many, 
there's so few women that are interested in doing that. Yes. It's like being a UFC fighter. Joe right. Rogan was talking about this the other day. There's so – the percentage of the population of men that want to be professional fighters. Way higher. It's way higher yeah. than the percentage of women that want to be fighters as well. It's just there's – for whatever reason, there's just not as much interest yeah. And it's the same with every single industry in the world. You know, every single person is different. And people, men generally, you know, kind of go one kind of way and women kind of go a different way. You know, yeah. sometimes those ways kind of converge and cross. And I don't, I don't think that in 2019, there's much of any barriers preventing women from doing anything that they want, just no. like men. No. It's just um, some people just don't want to do things. And I think I believe that that speaks for pretty much all arenas, right? Because that's yeah. one thing that I asked Makaya that made me truly nervous to ask him, right, was I asked him if he felt like there was something that he had the opportunity to or that I had the opportunity for when I was growing up that he didn't have the opportunity for when he was growing up. And he said no, you know. And I said so – so when we're talking about widespread discrimination, right? So we can't say that it's everywhere because it's certainly not in this area. No. I said, so I would never tell you that that doesn't exist. I said, but it is, I would argue that it is in certain areas in this country that it mm -hmm. is that way. Yeah. I would not accept the argument that across this country as a whole, that is how it is. Specifically for the example that I just laid out to you, that you as a black male, were not afforded any less opportunity in this community than I had as a white male of the same grade, the same age, and Everything. the same general economic opportunity. Yeah. You know, because neither of us went to college. We both stayed in town. We both work full-time jobs. We both do the same shit, you know? Yeah. So. Because deep down, you're both just two different separate individuals who have different life experiences. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, or any mix of color in the world. Everybody's different. Yeah. It's more based off of where you grow up than anywhere else, you know? Yep. It's just, you know, you can't pick who your parents are and what kind of life they have. And so you're kind of born into whatever life that they kind of had. You absolutely you cannot know? pick your parents. <laughs> you know, no. For certain, Doug. Yeah. And I mean, realistically, I love you, the, the goal of most parents should be to be able to put yourself in a position so that your kids can have a better life than you did when yeah, you were their age. Absolutely. Right? Every parent kind of strives to do that, I absolutely. believe. Any good parent. Um, but not everybody, you know, everybody's an individual. Those parents have problems of their own. They have a hard time getting through life and so on and so forth. Yeah. Everybody different, man. And it just, again, it just shows why that intersectionality bullshit is just what it is. It's total bullshit. It does not matter. Life should be a meritocracy, baby. And that's that's essentially what I think Preach. liberty really, really is. Yeah. You know, freedom and liberty is essentially based off of meritocracy. It's if you have the skill and the aptitude to do something, then you and you want to do it, then you do it. And if you can find a way to make a living out of that, bueno. Yeah. If not, maybe you do something else. Everybody's good at different things. Or People just like to do different things as far as work goes. You know, not everybody does something for work anymore. Yeah. But, yeah. You want to touch on anti-vaccine real quick? Let's do it. Um, 
What what brought this up to you? Because I was surprised that this was something that you wanted to talk about. Why? Carolina that? brought it up. Okay. And and she told you, I think, before the cast, um, maybe I could – she just left too. I could get her back in here. Um, but she had a situation recently that uh, where she works at, some, some people would come in and I think it was like a family of five or something. something she like said, that. yeah, she yeah. just – yeah, because she just retold you, retold me the story. Um, but anyways, this person had brought their dog or cat or something in like that, and they had asked her, "Say, okay, so do you want to get her vaccinated?" And yeah. she goes, "Oh no, I don't. You know, I don't vaccinate vaccinate my animals. I don't. I don't vaccinate my kids." And all of a sudden, everybody just kind of goes, "Whoa, wait a minute, what?" Yeah. So we have five little balls of disease you know that kids potentially are. well they're they're kids man they're sticky we talked about this last they're week sticky. they're all you know yeah kids just are always got a runny nose and they're so you know people get parents get sick all the time from kids their little kids you know i remember yeah I mean, you know what it's like being in a business where there's small yeah. children occasionally they just kind of always got the funk sometimes yeah cleveland <laughs> Cleveland motherfucker is always sick. Shout out Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, oh man. Oh yeah. But so, anyways, she's there, and I mean, you realize that a couple of people at that work at that place have like allergic reactions, strong allergic <laughs> reactions to certain medications like measles or mumps or you know to those vaccines. Yeah, and yeah. so they're not even physically capable of of being of vaccinated for yeah for some of those and. And so that's it puts them in a very, very dangerous situation because now you got more people that are not vaccinated. And so and we we've talked about the anti vaccine stuff before, I think. Right. And just to explain real quick what you're talking about is mm-hmm. what you mean is if one of those kids happened to be a carrier for one of those diseases but didn't actually have it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like if they just carry it but won't like it it's not. It lays dormant in their system. Yeah. And that co-worker of Carolina's is at risk of being exposed to it and could then get measles from being close to them because they are carrying the disease. Yeah. But it's just dormant in their system. Like they are just are immune to it for whatever reason. Naturally, yeah. they're not going to get it, you know? And we know but, that that percentage of the population exists. There's yes. Lo- there's people out there. The people who never, ever got it are the yeah. people who are fucking immune to it. You, you know? know, and we, we have um, like statistics out there that watch like the WHO and stuff that watches, they keep track of the percentage levels of people that can't take it, can't take it. Yeah. Um, and nowadays there's these things called, um, you know, in, in the world of vaccinations, you have um, exceptions, you have medical exceptions, and you have, you know, non-medical exceptions. Those yeah. are two subcategories. And medical exceptions are people like, like my wife's coworkers, that some of them just are medically allergic to something. Yeah, you can't take it. Physically allergic to the to the vaccination itself. And then you have non medical exemptions, which are now a there's a certain amount of states that offer these for people that just don't want to get their kids vaccinated. Yes, because when you go to a public school, you have to. you have to accept unless you have one of these uh, exemptions. Yes, and so, but I mean, just to kind of why those exemptions count, right? Because it's not a very big percentage of people that get those, but the way vaccinations work is, you know, the majority of the population gets vaccinated and they're protected from these possible diseases, right? Yes, such as polio, measles, mumps, 
rubella i mean all, all this shit you know all of saying? them whooping the cough yeah fucking t dap you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. parvo for puppies which okay yeah. parvo is really important just before we move on right please because kaylee explained this to me jordan's friend when we got our dog that if a dog has parvo and it shits on the ground right and if the shit is picked up immediately the the parvo disease lives on that spot on the ground for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And all your puppy has to do is step on that and it can get parvo. And which you can't cure. Once your dog has it, it's too fucking late. Like once you know that your dog has it, it's too late. And your yep. puppy will fucking die. 10 fucking years for stepping on a place where shit was at one point. Just fucking vaccinate your dog. Just get your dog vaccinated and it won't yep. die. It won't die from parvo if you vaccinate it from parvo. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. So why dog parks are so dangerous. Yep. For dogs. And there is like, we'll get into this. Yeah. So. <laughs> so the the point I wanted to make on this is the WHO had come out this year and actually classified, I want to see the actual nomenclature for it, the, let's see, vaccine hesitancy as a top 10 world health risks in 2019. <sighs> I mean, this is up there with air pollution and climate change, non-communicable diseases, uh, such as like obesity, cancer, heart disease, you know, so on and so forth. The Globa, global influenza, Globa. the Globa uh, influenza pandemic, um, fragile and vulnerable settings. So like a lot of, you know, like poverty stricken areas, you know, they look at all this stuff. Antimicrobial resistance is another one that's really scary these days. So we've been taking antibiotics for so long now yeah. that a lot of the viruses and, and these different things are changing. They're adapting and evolving in a way that we're afraid one day antibiotics won't work. Right. You know, you heard, the common term is antibiotic resistant disease yes. or bacteria. But Ebola is another one. Yeah. Weak primary health care. And dengue fever and HIV are still apparently in the top 10. So, um, one of the big arguments against vaccinations, right? The anti-vaccine argument. It used to be this movie that was called Vaxxed. Vaxxed. Right? And it was like award-winning fucking festivals, all the shit, right? Yep. So, I watched the movie. Because I've been on this for a long time. This has been like one of my cornerstone. Yeah. Like, fuck you, vaccinate your kids issues for a long time, right? And this, that's why when Morgan asked about it, I was like, oh, word. No, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. And I also... This. This is important to know, right? When I grew up, my mom worked with adults with disabilities, I think, for 18 years. Yes. Right? So, that shit was first nature to me. The whole time I was growing up, I was sur- surrounded by people with disabilities, right? That was just my life. So, that's just my life. So, it's something that I became educated on just for being around it, right? Just as I was growing up, okay? So, one of the big arguments for not vaccinating your kids is that people say that vaccinations can give your kids autism, right? Which, first of all, has been disproven like fucking a billion times, right? A billion times. But this movie, Vaxxed, they had one particular doctor who's like, his papers and his research was the cornerstone of all of these arguments, right? That he had shown ties with the combination MMR vaccination for children that it is likely to give your kid autism, Mm -hmm. right? So fucking not like two years after that movie came out, they found out that that guy had lied in those papers and had forged that information. So there is like now no legitimate information or data that ties 
combination MMR vaccination to autism at all, right? Mm -hmm. So I watched this entire movie regardless of how fucking irritated I got while I was watching it and just kind of kept notes of all the things that I didn't feel like were addressed, right? And so a lot of these things, these vaccinations, you don't, the kids don't get until they're a little bit older, right? So they're until like closer to like one or two years old, right? Yeah. Like that. And so, um, or no, it's not that. They get it when they're babies, right? But then these people are saying that like time goes by and the symptoms are delayed and then their baby starts showing symptoms mm -hmm. of autism, right? So autism itself is not a late onset disease, but does not show, always show signs at birth. It is almost always shows signs towards the age of one or two, like when yeah. the kid starts to get older, right? Yeah, because I mean, and it's a baby. How are you going to know it has so, autism so until it starts that's something. To that's something that's never addressed in the movie. Right? Yeah. There is also generally a regression, right, of skills, of motor skills, of function, of all that stuff if to to the level that that kid is going to be, that they're going to operate at with their autism, wherever it's going to be, right? There's generally a regression in those skills, something that's never addressed in this movie. Yeah, not they always, don't talk about generally. No, they're just saying that this is something that happened, but they don't address the fact that generally in, in children with autism, that is what happens. Yeah. Right? Why would you not ever even once put this in there? Because that movie's fucking propaganda. Yeah. Because it is a propaganda film that was passed on through, like I said, through festivals and then got some bullshit fucking award because it's propaganda based on lies. Yeah. You know what I'm you gotta saying? Be, you got to like, really be careful with documentaries. And and I want to be days. super clear, right? Because I will absolutely be vaccinating my trouble 100%. Right? Yeah. But because, because I would like to see how it happens, right? We're going to do them like one at a time right we're just gonna lowering the risk of of immune response you know so if something is gonna happen we're gonna know which one it is you know, yeah you're not gonna get three or four in one day and then like i don't know which one of these things made this happen you know yeah because the worst thing you want is to, i would imagine is to hit them all at one time and then like have your child have like an allergic reaction to one and and not know which one and that's generally how it's done but i'm not a doctor at one time know. and that's yeah. fine i don't think that there's anything wrong with that there's nothing wrong with taking mm -hmm. your kid to the doctor and getting as long as you're getting the vaccinations do it however you're doing it right but this is just after the research I've done and the conversation of the podcast i've listened to the step like that's not like what ronda patrick did that's what joe rogan did you know so people like that after i listened to conversations like this Ron and Patrick, I trust. Fucking, I would handle yeah. my kid the first time I met her. Like, yeah, right. Watch him for a week. I don't, you know, he'll be fine. Please, <laughs> so, take him. Like I, I just can't. We just have like a once a month thing where we just leave our kid with with you. Yeah, and then you make sure everything is health everything wise, is taken cool. care of, and everything's perfect. And then you yeah. get back to us. So you know, I don't, and I'm not going to space them out by years or anything like that. But just mm -hmm. two weeks. I'm back in two weeks. You can get another one, and then we'll be the fuck out of here. You know, he'll hate it. You know, he'll hate getting all those shots. But such is life. You know, I would, I would rather just feel more comfortable with, like I said, with the lowered immune response of one at a time. Get them all done. You know. Because you got to have to go to school. And I'm certainly not going to tell you not to get it. Because yeah. I'll be damned if my kid's the first one to have fucking polio, you know, in 15 years. Oh, my like God. Like, I just, yeah. I cannot, I cannot imagine how terrible that parent is going to feel. The first parent of the kid who has polio for the first time since fucking FDR, you know, like, I, I, I can't Because imagine. they were like, well, I didn't, yep. I didn't want to vaccinate you because. Because you didn't want to vaccinate your kid because yep. you were scared he was going to get autism. They were going to get autism because girls are born too. Um, it's yeah. I just don't. Doesn't make sense. There's no logic behind it. There's no yeah. logic. There's no science. There's nothing that backs that up. It doesn't like, make any sense. Thinking about it, and mind, mind you, I wasn't a baby, 
But I mean, I got all my vaccinations and stuff when I was a baby. But then when I joined the military, yeah, you systematically go through this it's like human up. machine line where you're just getting punched full of vaccines, man. Yeah. Hardcore ones too, like fucking smallpox. Just in case you got to go somewhere, dude. Yeah. It is. It's it's a human assembly line, and you're getting like twelve to twenty vaccinations uh. or whatever. You get a ton of them, man. Some of them they got the they shoot you with air guns, really. And some of them have to be, you know, just needle Deep stuff. But and shit. yeah, both of your arms are like just a dead. fucking pin cushion afterwards, man. That sucks. But I never had, I've never seen anybody through that whole assembly line have an adverse reaction, except for one guy who is so <laughs> cool, uh, and it kills me. I forgot his name, but he uh, he actually played professional football in the NFL for the Patriots, really, for one season. But he was always – he was like in the practice squad or something like that. But he got to sit there on the side of the field. He never got to play. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it was still pretty cool. But then he was like, well, this is never going to happen, so I'm out. And he was this just giant mountain of a fucking man, huge guy. And, I mean, all muscle. I mean, dude, yeah, scary-looking dude. And uh, nicest guy on the planet, by the way. (laughs) We're standing in line uh, going through the fucking assembly line – vaccination factory and i look back at him he's like right behind me i look back and he's getting kind of like wobbly yeah biggest dude there taller than me and all of a sudden he just drops passes out scared to death a needle no shit just (laughs) out dude oh man yeah it was messed up he had they eventually had to basically lay him down they and then yeah they tried to distract him and stuff like that and they get him all situated and but when he was like essentially in the the recovery position, they had to give him his immunizations. Yeah. Um, but he passed out while that's, it was happening. And that's it's just that's why they set him up. And yeah. that's the only time you've ever heard of any adverse reaction. Yeah, literally. Mind you, I'm not a doctor, so right. I don't see a lot. But yeah, and so there are all kinds of people, individuals, right, that will swear up and down for their whole lives that it is the vaccinations that gave their kids autism yeah um but i from the research that i have done and seen there is no indication no strong or genuine indication that any of the vaccinations that we give to our children in america or in any of the developed western nations Mm -hmm. have links to autism with your children yeah vaccinate your children keep them safe keep yourself safe keep other people safe keep carolina's co-workers safe those stupid kids whose parents don't get not stupid kids, but those kids whose stupid parents don't get them back and keep them safe. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just, yeah, because like like we said before, that's how vaccinations work. Is you create this what they call it like a blanket of protection or yes. a, a cloud of protection. The idea is everybody gets it. Yeah. So the people that can't get it are protected because those are the only ones immune to it, and it's gone. We just need to make sure it doesn't come back. And those those same people who don't vaccinate their kids would be like, well, if everybody gets it, then my kids will be fine. You know? Yeah. Like that. But when enough people think that way, you yeah. then you have there's what, a tipping point. Apparently, said there's 16 cases of measles in Washington this year. Like, uh, yeah, something like that. What the fuck? Like, well, why? You know, why Seattle, is that happening? Like, yeah. Seattle, Washington, and Spokane, Washington now have been classified as hotspots for measles because there's so many people in Seattle that do not vaccinate their children that. That's ridiculous. And the really, really scary part is most of these hotspots, you're talking like Austin, Texas, Houston, Fort Worth, um, I hate it Salt, Lake, Salt Lake City, Phoenix, Arizona, Portland, Oregon. Um, 
these places are all major metropolitan areas. And there's massive airports there. And this is why the WHO was concerned that this is one of the top 10 world health crises now. And it's right here in America because people don't want to fucking get their kids vaccinated. Right. Terrifying. We could have a self-imposed pandemic again from diseases that we have already eradicated. Already eradicated. Eradicated. Boom. Is the medical fucking term. Eradicated. So that's how this, I think, became more contemporary again. What came back up because Carolina shared that and Morgan jumped in on it. She was all because she's really passionate about this stuff, too. But well, she also worked with kids with disabilities and she's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, So I think that was all the heavy stuff we wanted to hit. Right. I think so. So I wanted to before we get going too much farther. Kind of a fun topic. I was listening to the radio yesterday. Yes. And they, I don't know, it came somewhere via the, the social media network. Um, there was like this, you know, how there's that challenge thing going around. It's like your your first profile picture now 10 years later or whatever. Yeah. There's this new one kind of going around that's actually kind of fun. And it is defend your favorite supervillain or villain. Yeah. And so you've seen people like defending like Gaston from Beauty and the Beast and like all these other different villains. Some people are picking super villains and stuff like that. So who is your favorite villain? Oh, man. I had to put you on the spot because I couldn't let you think about this. This all needs to be raw. Um, And not even – I'll give you this one. The first one to come to mind, we'll do that. So it's probably going to be more topical. Sentinels. From the Sentinels. X-Men. Yeah. From X-Men? From the X-Men. Oh, yeah. as in, um, and this is in kind of reference to the Wolverine podcast by um, chance? Or those are versions of Sentinels, general. but I mean the more general version of the Sentinels, yeah, that are machines created by the government to hunt down mutants. Like that is like they have technology in them to identify mutant genes and to eradicate mutants. So um, now do your best. To defend your favorite villains. Um, mutants are a fucking blight on humanity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's too dangerous. So the only way that we could really be safe from Magneto, from the Brotherhood of Evil, from all them motherfuckers. The only way that we could really be safe from the good, Hellfire Club. Good spin. The only way. That we yeah. can really be safe is is to have sentinels under control by the military, so and by Weapon X in particular. So if that's the only way that we can do it, that was perfect. <laughs> I hate that you made me. That, do that was so perfect. I hate that you made me do that. <laughs> well, do you want to know who mine is? Yes, Thanos. Really? Yes, Thanos is by far, <coughs> I think, my favorite villain ever created i don't like that you got to think about this first i know it's cheating that's why i asked you first because that's like it's lame because i figured it out like me and my little uh protege at work we were on the we're in the car going to a job site and he was this came on and so we had that conversation is it because maybe he's right yeah i just said because he's he's right yeah Unfortunately, because he's right. Because right. not even maybe he's right. That's he's just, it. There's too many fucking people. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's got to restore we balance to, to the universe. Half the population and everything yep. will be fine. 
But I mean, as, I mean, he was fair too, indiscriminate. Yeah, half of everybody. It's random. <laughs> every every city, civilization he he takes over and he just brings out all of them. They split into two lines, and one line goes away. So I got another. <laughs> I got another quick one that I can throw to you. <laughs> okay. Um, last week Ben Shapiro was talking about an article that came out, a report that came out about President Trump talking shit about NAFTA or the TPP or something like that, like in private, right? Ben Shapiro said he doesn't give a shit what the president says in private. You know, it doesn't matter. And he's like, it's you know, he's 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 a grown man. He can say what he wants. He can say whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this. Richard Nixon, right? Uh, Richard Nixon. And there's even a fucking documentary that's called Nixon on Nixon that's on HBO that you can go and watch if you want, right? It is a compilation of his secret recordings from his desk in the White House, right? And in that, he says a lot of really anti-Semitic shit, mm-hmm. a lot of racist shit, a lot of stuff about killing people, fuck them, all this stuff. So Ben Shapiro, don't give a fuck nah. that... Richard Nixon sitting in his office talking about Jews have all the power, Jews have all the shit, Jews all the whatever, right? You don't give a fuck about what the president says in his private time. That's what you're saying to me, right? Fuck you, bro. That's a that's a lie. That's a <laughs> fucking lie. You don't care he said that because you didn't want him to you don't want to be in NAFTA anymore. But if he sat down and said Jews are running the world and we gotta change that shit, you would be up in fucking arms. You would not be like, oh well, you know, he can say whatever he wants in private, it doesn't matter. Yeah. When he said grab him by the pussy, you had a problem with that. You know, why? Why now? Because you agree with what he's saying. It doesn't matter. That's bullshit. That's a lie. That's my. That's why. I, that's my same problem with him now. Yeah, failing a, to call out things and just going along with it. That's a fucking lie. It's dude. all bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, I understand why he says that and why he does that because that's his show. But you if know, he's going to talk he's about on other honest. when he's on other interviews or even him on his Sunday specials, yeah. It's like a totally different guy. It's the weirdest thing. But that's his show. And I understand it. I don't agree with it because you should just, you should always be the same person you are. Yeah. But you know, like when he does debates and stuff, like that's the way he runs his show. It's like he's always shooting. You know, he's like, that's why I talked in my dissent about it. He, you know, he's always talking shit about AOC and, you know, all these presidential hopefuls that are coming out of the woodwork from the democrat side right now but he's not talking about what's really important and by doing that you're doing a fucking disservice and it's the same type of thing here but that's like the character he plays on his show so i get it i just don't agree with it yeah so it's like it's weird that you can rationalize it that i can rationalize it and just be like well that's kind of who he is i get it and I just feel like if he's going to talk about being honest, you know, yeah. he should be honest. He like, should you be. You shouldn't say shit like that. Yep. And then, I don't know. I don't dig it. That's, ah, man. We're all about fucking honesty on this show. You know what I'm saying? And I try and be legit about that shit. So right. if you lie, I'm going to call you out about it. For shizzle. Um, but I think that is all that I have. I mean, I have more stuff, but, you know, we can get into like a little bit of pop culture. Did you listen to any music this week? Yeah. Any music you want bit. to talk about? I've been listening to the Spider-Man the Spider-Man soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> Have you listened to it at all? No, no, it's but really you talked good. about it last time I saw you. I mean, it's got some heat, man. Yeah. Some good shit. Yeah. All of it. That's Not just that one Post Malone song, but. Right. It's a lot of it's pretty good. My brother David told me, and I don't know if this is the truth, but he told me the Post Malone's tour manager quit because he smells like shit. 
And I can see that. He looks people, like if you touched him, he'd be sticky. So there's a lot of people who just been complaining about how bad he smells. I can't stand people that, that smell bad, dude. Stink? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. It's like, dude, just take a fucking shower. Yeah. I, now, it's 2019, bro. We're not living back in the Middle Ages. There's that one guy that, you know, we used to. Yep. Yep. Terrible. All the time. All still, the time. Still. Like that. Uh, weird. Yeah. It's it's a weird deal. It also um, happens with people that uh, uh, kind of involved in the wrong type of drugs. Yeah. They just all of a sudden, like, you you know, just tweakers in general, even. They just stink like shit. Yeah, because. If you've never been around a tweaker, they fucking smell. Yeah. Pretty generally. You can see them coming. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> easy to hunt. What's your favorite song <laughs> off, off Spider-Man soundtrack? Sunflower. Is who, who? It's still the same one. Yeah, the, Is that uh, the Post Malone one? Post Malone and oh, Sway Lee or Swally. Right. Yeah. It's Bill mostly Malone. him, and, and Post Malone does like a third of it. But yeah, it's, it's good shit though, man. I've been listening to a lot of System of a Down this week. Yeah, you tweeted like, something about that. I was like, I don't. Pretty I abnormal. Didn't see that? Me. Yeah, it's pretty abnormal for me. Um, but I was listening to Tenacious D for a while, like just for like a little bit. And then I just got like in a fucking, I could like, see I'm that being a good to, segue. Yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. just trying to listen to some fucking metal, you know? And so I was listening to like fucking Dio and shit, like old school shit. Yeah. And Ooh. then I got to like System of a Down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a weird week, dude. It's been a weird week. Um, but I think that's all I have like pop culture and shit. We can get into some sports if you want. Sports. Oh, did I have anything else pop culture? I'm trying to think. I thought there was more thing. Red Dead Online. You. Yes. So I'm going to have two weeks off. So me, you, and Jacob need to be on fucking Red Dead Online. You got two weeks yeah. off? When the baby gets here, I'm going to have two weeks off. Bro. I'm taking two yeah. weeks off, dog. Yeah. I wish I could take two weeks so off. I'm going to be playing. I mean, I'm obviously going to be really busy, but. Yeah. There's going to be two lots hour, of downtime. There's going to be two hour clips where the baby sleeps. Yeah. So it's, I've, got I've always hour. heard that, like, uh, one of my old bosses had a, had a baby when he was 40, his first kid. Damn. Yeah. It, it took a while for them to. I mean. But it all yeah. worked out. Super healthy no, baby. No judgment. Great. That's what's up. That's and. Uh, but yeah, they, they ended up switching. Cause he just. He simultaneously had his first child and retired from the Coast Guard after 20 years. And so he's on retirement. And his wife gives birth. And she's got to go back to work because she is a special ed school teacher in Long Island and they fucking make bank. Yeah. A lot. Like we're talking like six figures after a few years. Cash out there. Yeah. And so he, they devised a system where she would be gone during the day. So he would watch the baby during the day. And then when she would come home, she'd take care of the baby until she went to bed. And then he'd get back up, you know, every time at night, he would just stay with the baby. And he yeah. basically became nocturnal. It was weird for a while, but it worked out. They just had this system going. That's kind of cool. And, uh, but he, during that time, he, he found that it's like you have periods where you're really occupied, but then you have a lot of downtime, yeah. but not enough to like go anywhere because you're not going to leave the baby. Right. And so you have lots of downtime that you can't really do much and. He got really into playing his PS4 at the time. <laughs> really yeah. into it. Especially during at during the middle of the night when right. there's nothing to do. Like, and his what? wife is sleeping. He can't do projects or anything because he's gotta be he's gotta be quiet. Right. And so he just fucking played a ton of video games. Yeah, took slap, care of the kid. Slap my headset on and yeah. just fucking tap in, bro. That's really funny. So that's what you're gonna be doing. Yeah. You're Red gonna be doing in. that. Like Red a champ. 
I'm yeah. excited. I'm going to have to, because uh, I got to the point in Red Dead where I started my camp. Yeah. But. And I've only played a little bit after that. I've done like, because there's some uh, like matchmaking stuff that you can do. The I thought was interesting when you do a mission and then like a big one, then you, it's matchmaking. Like you do it in a group of other people. Yeah. Um, but then. If you've never played GTA Online. Did you ever play GTA? I have not. No, it's, it's, it's the same way with that. Pretty similar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then there's other side stuff like games that you can play. You mm-hmm. know, that's like one's called Gun Rush, and you have to like just get in, and there's a fuckload of guns in the middle, and you got to try and get to the yeah. other people. You two played that? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, that, it's very I, GTA like, and it's actually there's they're saying that they've had a problem with it plateauing now. Yeah. And they're not rising. But to me, that's fine because when GTA Online first started, there's so many people that there's so many like troll players yeah. that would just they join up on a team and you guys are out to do a mission or something like that and they just fuck off and you know like piss everybody off and shoot each other. It's just garbage. So hopefully, Irritating. Red Dead's more legit yeah. with that. So I've been doing it online. I also started a new campaign um, where I'm going to be as bad as I possibly can. Nice. Um, so I'm really excited for that. That one's been a lot of fun so far. Um, <laughs> and yeah so i'm gonna keep doing that um i got fallout 76 so i gotta keep playing that too but that one's harder because it's all online yeah um so like you have to like you have to have time to play yeah. that because you can't just stop in the middle of it but so is red dead online it's like that too but it's yeah. easier to uh, yeah because the missions off. aren't like that long right um so in a motherfucking sports right i already said that shit but oh bt dubs before we go to sports sorry yes. one more time yep um Carolina started this thing recently. She used to play a lot online in some pretty big like clans and stuff like that. Yeah. But she started playing a lot more again uh, with her like old clan members and stuff and a lot of. The, but they're all like Twitch streamers now. Yeah. And so she started Twitch streaming, and she's getting like due to like, kind of like the hookups and stuff. All like these people that are literally getting paid, like her online friends are getting paid from ad reads and stuff while they're playing. They're like sending subscribers and stuff her way. It's really cool. That's She's gonna be so fucking weird. famous, bro. Watch. I gotta if get her a little cam set up. Us, I'm gonna be furious. But yeah, man. I I'm gonna beat her up I will ride those coattails all day long. Bro. I don't give a shit. <laughs> she has to wear a salt of the streets shirt every time she streams. Is well, what she, she has to do. She turned a couple of her streamer people onto us. Good. And they're like, dude, I love that podcast. Fuck yeah. As so know you're be. in good company. Shout out, guys. Thank you. Um, but yeah, okay, sports. Sports, right? So Tom Brady officially has more playoff wins than any quarterback has playoff appearances. Right? So let that sink in. Right? Fuck you, Tom Brady. Here's another thing that's going to make you hate the Pats. But I was listening to Colin Coward this week, and he's saying if there's any year to beat the Pats, it's this year, right? Because mm-hmm. next year, Patriots have 12 draft picks, right? Not only do they have 12 draft picks, they have six in the first three rounds. So, Pats are stacking their shit next year. You know what I'm saying? So, is that all you had on the Pats? Because um, I wanted Pats, to, yeah. I wanted to talk Pats for a second. Yep. Which guy? Because um, I've heard a lot of rumors this year with with kind of due to Gronk's, I guess, reputation. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get a lot of play because people know now just stack it against him. And I think we had talked a little bit about you know, maybe a month or so ago, but yeah. like, is he looking to maybe retire or something he, soon? Or? Yes, because he's also had a lot of injury with his back and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Elbow brace that he wears. Um, so right, he was he, out like 
a lot like half the year this year yeah. um, so they he is looking at retiring in the offseason because he doesn't want to be traded because they were talking about trading him last yeah. offseason he said that he would retire if he got traded that he wouldn't play for anybody else he only wants to play for Tom Brady so he wasn't gonna play for anyone else that's respect but I like he that. he also Rob Gronkowski has not spent a single cent of the money that he has earned from the Patriots yeah Rob Gronkowski has lived this entire time off of his royalty checks and off of all of the endorsements that he's done. That's, he's a good dude. That's what he's living He's on. kind of a bro, but, but he's a good dude. He's obviously at least smart enough or has a yeah, good enough is. advisor that's like, listen here, son. Yeah. This is how you fucking win. So, and I just I think about that with those all those draft picks and stuff coming up. It's you know, if he does bounce, what kind of team are they gonna build? So gonna they gotta probably start and, looking for a quarterback. Uh, because Tom Brady's not going to be around forever. I mm-hmm. think he's likely to play next year, especially if they win in the they win another Super Bowl. Tom Brady will play again, I think. Yeah, um, if he's still got it, you know. But he also might have a chip on his shoulder if he doesn't win one this year that he wants another one. So I can see him coming back next year, right? Mm-hmm. And he's doing. He was okay during regular season, but he's in the fucking playoffs now. Like he's going, he's in the championship round for the AFC. So he's he locked up his division again for like the tenth time in a row. You Wouldn't know. it make sense to like have a backup quarterback that you're essentially grooming this whole and time? And the weird to take thing, over? right? Because they did. They had Jimmy Garoppolo and then traded him in the offseason, I think, for a first round pick. Hmm. So because they had Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo signed a fucking enormous contract with San Francisco, like one of the biggest ones ever. So, I mean, he's good enough that like he did great when. Brady was out last year or two years ago when he was suspended for the first four games. Grappler played. He did great. Yeah. You know, and he did great in San Francisco, except he's not. There's only so much he doesn't you can protect do. himself enough. Um, yeah. That's what it is. And so they had one and got rid of it. And they had Jacoby Brissett and got rid of him. And now they have fucking Matt Castle or Matt Hoyer or some stupid shit like that. But, you know, that guy's not, you know, fucking starter. So, so we could watch, like, definitely in our lifetime, the. The Pats may not be the fucking all-star team they've been for so long. Sooner rather than later. It's possible. If they get some really shitty draft picks, you know. I would love that so much, though. Somebody else's turn, man. Come on. Yeah. So I want somebody um, like the Browns. I really do. Seahawks signed a quarterback, Paxton Lynch, to be the backup for Russell Wilson. Um, The Cowboys fired their offensive coordinator, Scott Lenehan. And then I wanted to talk to you about kickers real quick. Yeah. Right. Because we obviously had a problem with Janikowski, right? Uh, problem. Fucking chain smoking trailer trash. So, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you how you think you handle a kicker, right? Because you have the option you can go out and you can pay somebody, right? Uh-huh. But that's what the Bears did this offseason. They paid Cody, <laughs> they paid Cody Parkey and then he missed this fucking field goal. Well got blocked. It doesn't matter, right? But yeah. but so they paid him right and this happens. A couple of years ago, the Buccaneers used a second-round pick on a kicker, Roberto Aguayo, and they cut him this year. And he went and played for somebody else and sucked for them. You know? So there are risks either way if you're going to spend draft capital or money on a kicker. Right? Yeah. So like, do you, just, do you just draft somebody low and hope that they turn out well? Do you, do you have a couple and then like just do competition all the time you know, to see who's going to be the best? Because it doesn't – God, I would. You know, because it doesn't yeah. like like. Do you have a backup at all? You know, because that's the position that we're in. Um, 
with Janikowski that we didn't yeah. have a backup, and that's why Michael Dixon had to go in and do that shit. You know, yep. he's the backup kicker, but there's some stuff that we don't expect him to be able to do because he's a punter, and there, you know, you run into this yeah. position. But if you have, and a I kicker would say we did not lose that game because he had to be the kicker. No, no, we did not Seahawks lose that game because of that fucking shit that week. That onside uh, kick was rough. Yeah, but that he doesn't do that stuff. No, that was a no, and you can't you can't expect that no. out of him. That that's the first time he's ever done that. And there's yeah. no way you're practicing that at practice. No, know, the onside kicks with. But maybe you should. So maybe you should have yes. kicker, a backup, and you know your standard punter, but essentially have all three of them trained enough to do each other's jobs. And Cross training, and it's certainly an idea, right? But if you have a kicker that is able to stay healthy all year. Mm-hmm. That you're wasting one of the roster spots in the 53 for a kicker who you got to pay $497,000 mm-hmm. to sit on your bench and not yeah. do anything. You know? Yeah, and there's got to be a, a definitely a bigger money aspect to, yeah. than like just a say like a college team. Right. You know, where you may can, have the, the people, but you don't have to pay them. Because he could be, I mean, he can be the holder, you know, but generally the backup quarterback is the holder so that if you're going to do any type of fucking sneak or fake kick or anything like that, you know, he can pick it up and just dump it. So yeah. that's, you know, I, I don't yeah. know. I wouldn't want to pay two kickers because it's a fucking waste. You know, I would rather unless if someone you gets hurt, utilize, drop him and pick someone else up or, yeah. you know, I unless you can utilize somebody like if. You had their own special teams two also. kickers. Yeah. yeah. And like maybe one of your kickers is better at your your long distance, you know, hey, we need we need to make this. We're at, you know, it's a fifty yard field goal, it's a forty five yeah. yard field goal. And then you know, your your more junior guy while he's working up or whatever can just essentially kick field goals. Or maybe right. he's just better the at, at field and goals shit. and extra point. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Extra point, sorry. Uh, Morgan's gonna yell at me for that one. Every <laughs> every slip up I have when I try to talk sports, she just come on, Colin shanks me like with a prison shank. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I would I would think that would be cool, you know? Why the why would you have Dixon? It just maybe it's because I don't know much about the kicking world, but like, why wouldn't you have him cross training to kick field goals too? Yeah, I mean, he's you're out there on special teams, and you know you have a I guarantee you there's a kicking coach, right? Right, right. You know, have him out there with all three of them cross-training each other. Because there's no sense in not being prepared. Yeah. You know, no sense in not being prepared for it. Like, you certainly don't need to practice that all the time. Yeah. Like I said, no and, sense in not being prepared for and something I, to happen. I don't have enough knowledge to know that just by me saying that is ignorant because the, you know, the, I don't know, the finite details of being a field goal kicker versus a punter is so significantly different that like there's no way you could cross train both those people right it's like apples and oranges i don't know if that's the case i just i just well, think of kickers as kickers one part of it specifically with it it is a different skill set punting and kicking are two different skill sets right? definitely but but are they but specifically with michael dixon because he played like australian rules football and, like rugby and shit yeah like his thing is whole it's totally different Total, than what a, they're doing than over anybody here. it's a whole nother game and so his drop that's game? that's why i think specifically to have him do that is something Tough. you probably should practice more yeah you know 
it's not something I expect him to be perfect at, especially an onside kick. You know, that's I don't expect him to be perfect at that because if you look at even the amount of onside kicks across the NFL that were successful the year, it's like less than ten percent. Yeah. So even the it's people always who, an incredibly difficult thing. Yeah. To even do. the people who train on it, it's shit just doesn't really happen that much. You know, yeah. it's really easy to see. You know when you're going to do an onside kick, so people are standing there waiting to catch it. So yeah, it's it just doesn't happen. Like. Most onside, not most, a lot of onside kicks that are successful is because the person who touches it drops it. You know, yeah. they don't actually catch the ball, or when they get hit, they fumble it, and the other team gets, gets yeah. to pick it up. It's like, more about like getting getting the the minimum distance you need yes. required with an uncontrollable ball, so it's, that you can get yeah. there in time to intercept it. It is rare that the ball goes ten yards and the kicking team is the one to touch it first. Yeah. Super rare that that happens. It but just, when it does, it's fucking it amazing. Gets everyone yeah. out of the couch and cheering and it's it's just rare. It's, it's very, so very fun. rare. So that's not something I blame him for. But it's something yeah. that I think they're gonna talk about a lot in the off season because he only signed a one year contract. You mm-hmm. know, and they already picked up another kicker to whatever, but Yeah. <clears throat> I love so, the fact that I could talk a little sports with you today. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I like to contribute um, what I can. <laughs> so that is all I have as far as sports. Mm-hmm. So I am ready to uh, to get out of here. I think if Let's you do it. are um, made it through another podcast without having a baby mid cast crisis yeah, averted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just I got a I got a I got a short one for you this week, man. You know, but just what a crock of shit you're living a lie, man. My bad. 